This is MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. The following is a presentation of MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. The NASCAR Winston Cup Series is at Dover Downs International Speedway in Delaware today for the Miller 500. And entering the race, Jeff Gordon clearly holds the favorite's role. Gordon and his DuPont team swept two races at Charlotte the last two weekends and have won the last three straight events here at Dover, including a dominating performance a year ago in which he led over 300 of the 500 miles. In looking at his chances today, Gordon says while a monster mile win is no sure thing anytime, if conditions work in his favor, the competition better be Beware. We've got a setup that, that really only works one way and one groove, and, and that's a, a groove that, that I really like to run where I diamond the, the, the corners. And until that groove comes in, you know, we might not be the fastest car, but when it does, watch out. Gordon takes the green flag outside row one in the 12th race of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, the Miller 500 from Dover. Next. MRN Radio. Presents NASCAR Today. Sponsored by Goodies Headache Powders and Pain Relief Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. A hard day's work awaits the drivers and teams of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series as they take on one of the circuit's toughest tracks, the Monster Mile in Dover, Delaware. Hello and welcome to Motor Racing Network's live coverage of the Miller 500. Alan Bestwick here along with Barney Hall for testing the mechanical reliability of a car, a team's ability to keep up with a chassis all day, a driver's physical conditioning and mental focus. I don't think there's a tougher place than this racetrack in Dover. No, there definitely isn't. Everybody calls this a big Bristol. It's a very fast racetrack, very tricky racetrack. You have to make adjustments all day. It's not a forgiving racetrack, so we're going to see a good one here this afternoon. There is a threat of some weather a little bit to the west of us. The sky's sunny right now, though, though they're not going to waste any time getting the race underway because there is a threat of rain in the weather forecast, so the car's already fired down on pit road. Bobby Labonte and Jeff Gordon on the front row. Let's get a word with each of them before they roll off of the green flag. Labonte winning the Bush Pole on Friday afternoon, his second straight pole position here at Dover, and also won the NASCAR Bush Series race here yesterday. Jim Phillips of Newport, Tennessee. Does Bobby Labonte have the car to win today? Let's find out. 152.788, the winning Bush Pole winning speed. Bobby, is this car good enough to win today? I think if we have some good luck today, we'll be okay. It's, it's a long race, and we just got to take it easy and make sure we're there at the end. Then we'll, we'll see what happens, but it's a good race car. He is very confident about this race car. Now let's go over to Winston Kelly with Jeff Gordon. Jeff, can you make it four in a row? Well, I don't know. This is a tough place to get around, and uh, we've been real fortunate to get the three in a row, but this is Blacker. This is a good car for us. Uh, I'm sure we're going to be battling all day long, but uh, this team has been awesome lately, and uh, we're going to communicate and work together all day. There's only one lap worth leading. That's the last one, so hopefully we can be there. Definitely the man to beat today, the outside Bush Pole setter, Jeff Gordon. Gordon going for a fourth consecutive win here at Dover after sweeping two weekends of racing at Charlotte. He has been the talk of the garage among all the competitors thus far this week. Can he do it again at Dover today? He's got a field of 42 others ready to try and keep him from victory lane. 
Field still sitting on the pit road of the Monster Mile warming before they'll roll onto the track to get the event underway. Let's take a look at the 43 car starting lineup. Boy, a lot of good drivers spaced all the way through the field today, Alan. All the way back in row 22, 43rd position. Dale Earnhardt, 42nd is Gary Bradbury. Starting 41st will be Kenny Wallace. 40th is Mike Skinner. 39th starter, Bobby Hamilton. Bobby Hillen starts 38th. 37th will be Darrell Waltrip. 36th, Morgan Shepard. 35th will be Jeff Bodine. 34th starter is Jeff Burton. Mike Wallace goes from 33rd. 32nd is Dick Trickle, and starting 31st is Wally Dollenbach. Rick Mast will go from 30th spot today with Johnny Benson. 29th, 28th starter is Steve Grissom. Jeff Green goes 27th. 26th is Sterling Marlin. Jeremy Mayfield's in 25th. Michael Waltrip starts 24th. 23rd will be John Andretti. Jimmy Spencer will take the green 22nd. And the 21st starter is Terry Labonte. Brett Bodine starts 20th. Ricky Craven goes from 19th position. Rusty Wallace starts 18th. It'll be Ted Musgrave from 17th position. Chad Little will start 16th. Derek Cope from 15th position. Starting 14th is driver Hut Strickland. Ricky Rudd goes from 13th. Starting 12th is Bill Elliott. And the 11th position belongs to Kenny Schrader. 10th starters Ernie Irvin with Ward Burton rolling 9th. Great qualifying run for David Green who starts 8th with Mark Martin 7th. 6th starter is Dale Jarrett. Dave Marcus qualifying 5th on Friday. Joe Nemechek will roll from 4th position with Kyle Petty, the 95 winner of this event third and on the front row you heard from a minute ago Jeff Gordon winner of the last three straight Dover events and on the bush pole Bobby Labonte who has a chance to win $7,600 that is the Unical Challenge available here at Dover today. Field beginning to roll off for a couple of pace laps before we cut them loose we'll take a break come back for the green flag in the Miller 500 NASCAR Today is produced by MRN Radio and sponsored by Goodies Headache Powders and Pain Relief Tablets the official pain reliever of NASCAR. From Dover Downs International Speedway, this is MRN Radio. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the Miller 500. Sponsored by Raybestos Brakes, the official brake of NASCAR. By Sears Die Hard. Hey, race fans, enter the Die Hard Race Fan of the Year contest. Just listen for details during today's broadcast. By Chevrolet Team Monte Carlo. Chevrolet, the car's more champions trust. By Western Auto and Parts America, the official auto parts store of NASCAR. By Moog Chassis Parts. Moog Parts are the only chassis parts officially licensed by NASCAR. By 76 Products, makers of NASCAR high-performance motor oil. By Pontiac Motor Division and the all-new Wide Track Grand Prix by Pontiac. Wider is better. By True Value. Help is just around the corner. The official hardware store of NASCAR. IROC and garages everywhere. And by First Brands Corporation. Makers of STP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner. And STP Complete Fuel System Cleaner. The field of 43 starters is on the Monster Mile in Dover, Delaware, getting set to begin today's Miller 500, the 12th race of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series season. Bobby Labonte and Jeff Gordon on the front row. Kyle Petty and Joni Nemechek in row two. Dave Marcus and Dale Jarrett in row three. 
and a jam-packed grandstand surrounding this mile racetrack of fans ready to look on and see the NASCAR Winston Cup Series drivers take on this event. Barney, every time we come here to Dover, they've made some other improvement. This time, another 7,700 seats have been added, plus a whole new complex atop the main grandstand. Uh, The older grandstands, if you will, removed, and brand new grandstands replacing them along the main straightaway, topped by the new complex that we broadcast from, and really an impressive sight this racetrack is to look at. Yeah, if you'd been coming here since 1969 when they first opened this racetrack and see how it has progressed and what has been put here, even in the last couple of years, it is really hard to believe. It's turning into be one of the more elaborate facilities that we go to on the circuit. And it's a tough racetrack. It's a good racetrack. They put on some great shows here, and we'll see that this afternoon. You're talking about Dave Marcus starting fifth up there. I can't believe how many guys were going by his uh, crew there late yesterday afternoon and patting Dave on the back say, hey, man, great qualifying run here on Friday. Hope you can keep it up there all day on Sunday. And yeah. That would be wonderful to see him finish in the top ten anyway. Talk with Dave. He said that's the challenge today. He said we did it for one lap. Now we've got to keep it up there. He said, and, of course, you know, we're right in the middle of the hornet's nest, all the good cars around us, and our challenge is to have the car handling so we can run competitive lap times and stay with them all day, make the right calls on pit stops and so on, and hopefully Dave will have a good run. It would be great to see. Uh, for for Dave, he's certainly been uh, a staunch supporter of NASCAR Winston Cup racing over the years, even when the times weren't the best as they are in the sport now, and uh, everybody loves to see Dave have success, even his fellow competitors. He's had some good runs here. As the field comes down to the line, they get the indication. One more lap, and we'll go green flag racing in the Miller 500 here this afternoon. And the sun has popped out this racetrack. If that sun stays out, that will be a factor we'll be talking about because it'll put enough heat in that racetrack here in a, in a very short time. It's been overcast all weekend when we've been here as far as setting up the cars and everything else. So it can uh, make a day of changes on pit road every time they come in. Field now working their final time behind the Pontiac Grand Prix pace car before they cut them loose. This racetrack an even mile around, 24-degree banking in turns uh, 1 and 2 and 3 and 4. I guess the unique feature about this racetrack, the straightaways are banked as steeply as even the corners at some of the flatter tracks on the circuit. The field working its way off turn two now in front of Joe Moore of Hampton, Virginia, who called things on the back straightaway for us this afternoon. I tell you, Alan, we were talking yesterday in the NASCAR Bush Series race about how much speed these drivers carry off into the corners. If the car is set up to where it's handling anywhere near perfect, it's going to stick at the bottom of the racetrack going in. But even the best handling car many times has the... uh, potential of going up the racetrack once you come off the corner and when you do suddenly that outside wall gets in it's not too bad if you're down at the bottom but if there's somebody challenging you on the outside there can be some contact and if you're trying to pass somebody on the outside it's almost impossible once you come off the turns we'll follow all the action at turn two where all the trouble was yesterday and down this back straightaway here this afternoon 500 laps, 500 miles, the distance here in Dover today. Over $1.5 million up for grabs for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series teams in the Miller 500, the 12th event of the 97 season. Buster Otten brings the pace car behind pit wall. Bobby Labonte and Jeff Gordon in the front row, now in command of the field of 43 as they come down for the green flag in today's race. 100,000-plus fans ready for the start of the Miller 500. Green flag is in the air as they take off for turn number one. Bobby Labonte will try to get out by himself, won't be able to do it. It, not get single file. Yes, he does, just as they get into turn one and go off two. Bobby the Bunny now squirts out in front with Jeff Gordon coming down in line just before Kyle Petty gets a run at him. Here's Kyle in the back straightaway momentarily dropping to the inside. Now falling back in line, single file in turn three. Troubles for Ward Burton getting off turn two. Had to really jump on the brakes that has scrambled traffic behind him in the pack as Bobby Labonte leads lap number one. Ward Burton, who started the race up in the uh, top front portion of the field, 
has fallen all the way back to the middle of the group. We'll follow him for the next couple of laps around. Fields on the backstretch. Here they come off the corners. First side-by-side -side race for the 14th position. Ricky Rudd on the inside. Brent Bodine trying to advance. He's up on the high side of the banking, racing into turn three. I think Brent's just trying to find a place to tuck back in, get to the bottom of the racetrack, and tuck in single file so everybody doesn't go on, on the... Trouble in turn three. Sterling Marlin spins down on the inside of the racetrack. A tire comes off. Uh, looks like at least a tire comes off the one side of the car. Dale Earnhardt with a near miss. He goes high to get by. Sterling Marlin slow down on the apron of the track. Sterling had slowed out of the pack on the back straightaway and dropped to the apron, apparently having a flat tire on the machine. When he got to the apron, he still had a little too much speed to carry around the bottom of the speedway through the corner with the flat tire and looped it on the bottom of the racetrack. Everybody behind him got away, but Marlin is on pit road now, getting attention from his crew. Winston Kelly looks on. It's the left rear tire on the Kodak Chevrolet, Allen. They got changed the left side tires only, getting down and away. Hopefully he won't lose more than just one lap. And if you're going to lose any time, it's the time to do it. It's very early in the race. you got all day to make it up. At the front of the field, it's Bobby Labonte by one car length over Jeff Gordon. Kyle Petty, a couple of car lengths back, rides third. It is single file now, almost all the way back to the tail end of the field as the leader goes off two. Joe Nemechek in the fourth spot, now feeling a challenge from Dale Jarrett. Coming off turn two, Jarrett pulls down to the inside of Nemechek. Got a fender alongside. Now drops back in line as they enter turn three. Sterling Marlin back on the racetrack has lost two laps at this point and is a good distance back in the field. The better part of a third lap down. Here's the challenge for fourth. Dale Jarrett underneath. Joni Macek will have the bottom line as they work their way into one. Jarrett slides by, picks off the fourth spot. Here comes Ernie Irvin also trying to make the move to pick up the fifth position. But Nemechek gets back in line just before so that car is able to make the move on the back straightaway. Won't take very long to find out who has hit the setup and who has missed it. They've already put about five laps on the scoreboard as they cross the line and go back into turn number one. The front three break away from Dale Jarrett and Joe Nemechek and Ernie Irvin already by maybe 10 or 15 or 20 car lengths. So the field beginning to spread out very quick. First battle on the racetrack is going to be back for seventh place. That's where David Green gets about in the groove a bit, and Dave Marcus is on the move. He squeezes down on the inside, closer to the front now for the fifth spot. Ernie Irvin clears Joe Nemechek. Let's follow up on Ward Burton. We mentioned him having troubles on the first lap. He started ninth. Ward is right now running back in 39th position down to pit road. Talking with crew chief Chris Hussey for Ward Burton. As Chris is on the toolbox leaning down. What's the problem with Ward, Chris? Now, I don't know if we had some crash in a filter or something like that, but it uh, seems to be running okay now. we just got a long way to go. Chris said that the motor skipped for just a moment as Ward came off of turn number two. That's the story with Ward Burton. A momentary motor skip on the NBNA Pontiac. We lost 30 positions there when that motor fluttered on him in the first couple of laps. He does appear to be up to speed. In fact, he's just taken another position back, having gotten around Mike Wallace this last lap by. Bobby Labonte, Jeff Gordon, and Kyle Petty, the front three, got a couple of car lengths of racetrack between each of them. Looking farther back, it's another... Oh, maybe 20, 25 car lengths of racetrack to Dale Jarrett, who runs fourth. Then you've got Ernie Irvin in fifth, Joni Macek sixth. That's the lead pack. They're in two. Side-by-side -side racing back in the 12th position now as David Green continues to fall back to the pack. Ricky Rudd's going to take advantage of a slip going into the corner. Rudd comes by, grabs the 12th spot, opens up the inside lane. Ted Musgrave also makes his move down to the inside. And he tucks it back in single file as the leader crosses the line and goes back into turn number one. The biggest loser on that problem up in turn number four, other than Sterling Marlin uh, Marlin a moment ago would be Dale Earnhardt. He really had to lock the car down to keep from getting into a piece of that and thus really fell way back 
And the way he is running now, he is all the way dead last on the tail end of the field back there, not going anywhere. He's got a chance of going a lap down here very quick, the way Bobby Levani is getting around this racetrack. He is just about a straightaway within catching Dale Earnhardt as he takes the lead pack back over to turn number two. There's Bobby Labonte setting it down on the inside lane, coming back into the corner. Some five car lengths back to Jeff Gordon. Suddenly now Kyle Petty coming to life. He closes in a bit on Jeff Gordon within about three car lengths of them. Further back in the pack at about 11th and 12th position. Good race going on there. Bill Elliott leads the pack. Chad Little, Ricky Rudd, and Ted Musgrave all together racing down to turn three. Elliott holding down the 10th position. Chad Little is in 11th. You've got Ricky Rudd in 13th and Ted Musgrave 14th. A couple of car lengths on David Green, who has slid to the 15th position right now, and Ken Schrader right behind him in 16th. All those cars work one and two. Single file working back into the corner. No one stepping out of line this time. Here's Ricky Rudd. Put some pressure on Chad Little for about the 11th position. Looked for a moment down on the inside as it came off turn two, but Little slammed the door, so Rudd's forced to fall back in line behind him. And they'll put 13 laps on the scoreboard as Bobby Labonte, the leader, goes back into turn one. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. This is our house, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and it's packed full of classic and present-day cars, including Petties, Earnhardts, and Waltrips, as well as interactive experiences, realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Things uh, settling down pretty much uh, in a hurry in the early going in the Miller 500 at Dover Downs International Speedway. Bobby Labonte, Jeff Gordon, and Kyle Petty, the front three, have uh, broken away from the rest of the group. The second group of three, Dale Jarrett, Ernie Irvin, and Joe Nemechek, have really also separated themselves from the heaviest part of the pack. And now the rapid pace Bobby Labonte and Jeff Gordon are setting from the front row. They've already caught the tail end of the field. We're just 20 laps into the event. Labonte is about to catch Gary Bradbury, who is the 42nd place car. Bradbury goes up the banking in turn number one, opens up the inside lane. Here's Bobby Labonte's Pontiac flashing off turn two down to the inside of him, closing in next on Wally Dallenbach as he catches a heavy pack of cars in turn three. And that's going to be the big worry for everybody back toward the tail end of the field is getting put a lap down even before they really get cranked up here. As we said, they're only in less than 22 laps into the event, and already the leader has caught the tail end of the field. He sweeps around Wally Dallenbach. The next car he'll be running up on will be Dale Earnhardt. Down to the inside of the racetrack, both the front two machines, Bobby Labonte and Jeff Gordon, clear that traffic. Now Gordon tightens up a little bit more on Bobby Labonte as they draw in on four more slower cars in turn three. Just a little bit of free racetrack ahead of them before they'll catch Dale Earnhardt. Then in front of Earnhardt, you've got Bobby Hamilton, Mike Wallace, and Darrell Waltrip. Don't you know Earnhardt's looking in his rearview mirror, hoping he could find a way to get away before the leaders catch him. Here they come, back into turn number two, seeing those cars just ahead. Bobby Labonte now closing in even more. Further back, Kyle Petty, the third-place car, was held up for a few moments, getting by those two cars, Gary Bradbury and Wally Dallenbach. Now he, too, has cleared that traffic. And the only car that is able to stay with Bobby Labonte for the moment is Jeff Gordon, and he's about five or six car lengths back. It's maybe a 15 or 20 more back to Kyle Petty. Big break back to the fourth-place car of Dale Jarrett and the fifth-place machine of Ernie Irvin. 
Joe Moore, as quick as this race is going by with only 23 laps on the board, this field's getting strung out in a hurry. Certainly is among the front ten anyway. They're really stretched out, and of course, getting involved in some of the slower traffic really spreads them out even more. Bobby Labonte sees Dale Earnhardt just ahead, and some of those cars in that pack beginning to race among themselves in front of the leaders. Looking a little farther back, pretty good race shaping up for the 7th, 8th, and ninth positions. Mark Martin just spent one just went by Dave Marcus for seventh. Now Ricky Rudd, after passing Bill Elliott to crack the top ten, is beginning to advance his way through the group. He sweeps underneath Marcus for eighth. Picks up the spot going into turn number two. Ricky Rudd just effortlessly makes the move off turn number two. Now settles in just ahead of Dave Marcus, trying to close in on Mark Martin as they head to turn three. It's been a good racetrack for Ricky Rudd. He won a couple of times here in years past when he rode for Bud Board. I believe he has three wins under his belt. He's always up in the top ten. Just seems to have a knack for getting around Dover Downs. He's got a real quick race car out there right now. Has a lead pack right now, caught in heavy traffic over in turn three. Earnhardt opens the lane down on the inside of Bobby Hamilton. Both those cars about to go down. Bobby Labonte gets by Hamilton, now falls in behind Earnhardt in four. Pretty close call between Earnhardt and Hamilton down in one. Earnhardt decided he needed to pre- press the issue a little bit or, or else get lapped, so he kind of forced a hole down to the bottom side of Hamilton. They both got away okay. Earnhardt made his way around. Now the leader is on his bumper. Labonte right behind Dale Earnhardt coming off turn two, hitting the back straight away, and Bobby's already looking for a way to get by. Peaks to the inside, going to turn three, settles in. Now Earnhardt goes high. Here's Labonte making his move. Absolutely amazing that Dale Earnhardt's car Seems like that is the biggest problem they have. Bobby doesn't get by him as Earnhardt pinches the car down, but I was about to say that Earnhardt just cannot keep that car on the bottom of the racetrack. When it kicks up and you get a fender underneath some somebody like you do here at Dover, awfully hard to hold him off. He did it one lap. Can he do it another? They're back in three. Chasing Earnhardt. Meanwhile, a change for the second spot. Kyle Petty went down to the inside of Jeff Gordon in the last lap. He now is up to the second position. Gordon falling back to third. You've got Dale Jarrett fourth and Ernie Irvin now fifth. Joni Bacek running in sixth. Good distance back to Ricky Rudd, who was taken seventh away from Mark Martin. Put Mark back in eighth. Dave Marcus in ninth. And Hutch Strickland is now up into the top ten. He rounds out the front starters. Here's Bobby Labonte after Earnhardt. Earnhardt drifted high in turn two. Just what Bobby Labonte wanted to see. He's up alongside Earnhardt, but still they're door to door going into turn four. Once you get the position underneath the car coming through the corners, you're pretty well going to clear them. Dale does everything he he can to remain on the lead lap, but he's going to have a hard time doing it because now Kyle Petty and Jeff Gordon also get underneath him, which means he can't even get back down to the bottom of the racetrack, even if he could. Well, trouble in turn two. Kyle Petty gets in to Bobby Labonte. He slams into the outside retaining wall. Kyle takes the lead. Bobby Labonte with significant damage to the rear of his car. Caution is on the speedway. It'll be the first one this afternoon as Bobby Labonte went up and tagged the outside wall. Let's get an update quickly again from turn two. Both cars had just cleared Dale Earnhardt. Bobby Labonte was a little bit high in the banking after getting by Dale. Kyle Petty saw the opening, tried to go for it. There was contact as they came into turn two. Labonte just slipped up the banking, hit hard into the outside retaining wall. He's headed straight into the back entrance of the garage. Tough break for Bobby Labonte, who has led from the drop of the green flag the first 29 laps of the event. Some contact between he and Kyle Petty. Labonte's into the outside wall at lap 29, putting us under caution for the first time. Under caution at lap 31 after contact between Bobby Labonte and Kyle Petty sends Labonte into the outside wall. Here come all the leaders to pit road now. But what would be lap 32, the first set of stops in the Miller 500. Everybody working their way at the 35-mile-an-hour speed limit on the pit road along the front straightaway, which seems like it takes them forever. At least the cars pitted towards turn one to get to their stalls, but they're working their way now there in front of Jim Phillips. Well, it is the Joe Nemechek. Ricky Rudd is in. Ernie Irvin is in right in front of him. Then we've got Dave Marcus is in. It's Bill Elliott behind him. They're all getting four tires and gasoline. Ted Musgrave is in. Rusty Wallace is in. 
Now down to Mike Bagley. Actually, Jim, we've stepped into the garage area, but let's throw it back out to Winston Kelly for pit stops at his end. Well, Jimmy Spencer, the first down and away. Morgan Shepard follows him, then Johnny Benson. Kenny Schrader gets out just in front of Michael Waltrip, Jeff Burton, then Ricky Craven, Steve Grissom, Brent Bodine, Jeremy Mayfield, Rick Mass, Jeff Bodine leaves in that order. Dick Trickle, Jeff Green, whose car was a little bit tight. We talked about him having a little bit of trouble. Bobby Hill and Kenny Wallace and Mike Skinner all leave in that order. And then Mike Wallace, the last out. Looks like Kyle Petty is going to win the race off pit road. Ernie Irvin going to line up right behind him, followed by Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt and Mark Martin. That should be the top five, the way they came out after that round of pit stops. So we're under caution for the first time in the Miller 500. A wave of pit stops for the lead lap cars. Kyle Petty will hold the lead. And let's go down to the garage and check with Mike Bagley, uh, who is there where Bobby Labonte took his car directly in behind the wall. Bobby Labonte pulled his car back into the turn two entrance to the pit area. We've been walking uh, walking alongside Bobby Labonte. He now is hooked up with Jimmy Maycar. He's waved us off for just a moment. Uh, See if we can get a word from Bobby. Bobby, what happened out there? I'm back into Kyle, I guess. That's how Bobby Labonte saw the incident in turn two just a moment ago. Well, it wasn't the, not the first time we've seen contact today, and it won't be the last, Alan, because uh, this, this racetrack, as tight as you race, sometimes you make a little miscue one way or the other, and, and you pay a price for it. And Bobby, very disgusted here. He had a car that was flying out there, and all of a sudden it's in the wall. From Dover Downs International Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Field getting the signal one more lap, and we will go back green flag racing in the Miller 500 under caution for the first time. After uh, the two leaders got together, Bobby Labonte ended up in the outside wall off turn two. Kyle Petty comes off pit road with the race lead. It'll be Ernie Irvin starting second, Jeff Gordon third, Dale Jarrett fourth, and Mark Martin fifth. The rest of the top ten would be Joan Emacek, Hutch Strickland, Bill Elliott, Jimmy Spencer, and Ricky Rudd. Members of the media covering the Miller 500 will vote the Goodies Headache Award to the driver who suffers the hardest luck during the running of or preparation for this race. $1,500 to the winner from Goodies Headache Powders and Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Field just got the indication they were ready to go back to green. Looking at uh, Michael Waltrip's car, Joe Moore uh, told us on a commercial break to kind of check it and see if there was not a little sheet metal damage to the front. There is indeed on the right front of the car, a little sheet metal caved in there, so apparently he got a little chunk of that accident going through the corner over there just a minute ago also. We are set to go back to green flag racing as the pace car eases off the banking up in turn number four, goes in behind the pit wall, double file restart. Only five cars down to the inside being a lap down. The first of those would be Dale Earnhardt. He doesn't even get a chance to get his lap back as they whistle off in turn number one. Kyle with a very fast restart, takes him single file. Ernie Irvin's the only car to hang with him off turn two. Kyle and Irvin get around in front of Dale Earnhardt. Then you've got Jeff Gordon, the third-place car, separated from the front two by Earnhardt's machine. Next in line, Dale Jarrett, the lap car of Bobby Hamilton. Then comes Wally Dallenbach, Sterling Marlin before Mark Martin, the fifth-place car. Field working its way up off of turn number four, and Ernie Irvin quickly trying to mount a challenge for the lead on Kyle Petty. He looks a little bit lower than Kyle does as they head into one, now follows him through the center of the corner. Kyle drives in deep and drifts up high, but Ernie takes the same line. Now off turn two, Kyle goes wide enough for the inside lane to open up. Here's Ernie Irvin's forward on the move to the inside and around to take the lead. 
Ernie slides up the racetrack in the middle of three and four, gathers the car back up and does stay in front of Kyle as they come off the corner. So make Ernie Irvin the third different leader of the Miller 500. Kyle Petty now back to second. Here they come, single file, racing back off turn two onto this back straightaway. Irvin picking up a couple of car lengths on Kyle Petty already. Meanwhile, Jeff Gordon, third place man, having his hands full trying to get by the lap car of Dale Earnhardt. He'll clear him as they race into turn three. Jeff gets around, now sets his sights on Kyle Petty, the second place machine as they come off the corner and work back down into the turn. Dale Jarrett now trying to get around Dale Earnhardt to keep the lead trio inside as they all go back to turn one. The leader takes them over to two. Jarrett makes the move to the inside, gets by Dale Earnhardt further back. you got Mark Martin and Joe Nemechek buried in a, quite a bit of traffic coming up off the corner. Nemechek working wide, going to the inside now to get by Dolan back. Further back, Mark Martin also clears some of the lap traffic and closes in on the front runners. Pretty good scramble back with uh, Dave Marcus and Morgan Shepard going at it for the 11th position. They were three wide coming off turn four a little while ago. That doesn't work too good on the front stretch here in Dover. They did sort it out by the time they get to one, and Marcus holds that 11th spot. Marcus goes in a little bit high, though. Ted Musgrave may be looking at an opportunity to make a move coming up off the turn. Instead, he'll settle in single file. Just behind them, Ken Schrader does go wide. Jeff Burton's going to take advantage. He dives to the inside and grabs that spot down in turn four. Jeff Burton's guy said in the garage here this morning, watch our car today. We think we've got one that can win here this afternoon and certainly stay up there in the lead four or five. He's going to have to work his way through a lot of traffic to get up there. Ricky Rudd on the move again, gets around a couple of cars, dives underneath Bill Elliott as they go off turn number two and down the back straightaway. Rudd almost got in some trouble coming off turn two once he got by Bill Elliott. He came up a little bit high off turn number two. The car kind of swept to the outside, but he gathered it back in and holds that position. Ricky Rudd taking the ninth position away from Bill Elliott. Ahead of him, Jimmy Spencer had moved past Elliott up into the eighth spot, so Spencer on the move in the early going as well. Up front, as one car goes way wide in one and two, Ken Schrader kicked out of line in traffic. He's still trying to gather it up off two. Schrader nearly touched the outside retaining wall. He was trying to get by Dave Marcus, went too high, got in the loose stuff, and did a good job of gathering it back in. Now he's got his hands full trying to get by Morgan Shepard. That's the one thing here at Dover. If you get out of the groove, which right now is about a lane and a half in both ends of the speedway, and you get up in the loose rubber and everything, you're going to go for a ride over there. He did a good job of keeping that car off the wall. And for the moment, he's just happy to have it all in one piece. The leader up in turns three and four right now, still Ernie Irvin. He has opened up. Oh, trouble off turn two. Gary Bradbury gets turned around. Here's Ward Burton being collected by that. John Andretti involved. Now Bradbury tags Ward Burton as he spins down to the inside of the racetrack. Everybody else goes wide to get by. That started as Gary Bradbury and Jeff Bodine were racing side by side in the corner in the back end of Bradbury's car, who was underneath Bodine, started to come around on him. Bodine was able to get away but as Bradbury went crossways across the racetrack, he slid up and came back down and then began collecting those other cars. Back to Joe Moore. Bradbury, as you say, Adam was the first one to spin coming up off the corner. Ward Burton was just behind him and had to lock up the brakes to try to keep from getting into the side of him. Ward then spun to the inside, and then they collected John Andretti. It doesn't seem to be a whole lot of contact uh, for Andretti. He did get woed down in time. All three cars have been able to refire and drive off. That will be the second caution flag of the afternoon of the Miller 500. It comes out on lap 40. This is Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. 
Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Back at Dover Downs International Speedway, cleanup continuing from the second caution of the Miller 500 when Gary Bradbury spun in turn two and collected Ward Burton and John Andretti. Ward Burton has taken his machine to the garage. Mike Bagley is there. Right now the entire crew working all over his Pontiac, both front and end damage. Ward is still sitting in the car with the belt cinched up. Ward, what happened? 19 car got loose. I uh, had the car miss, slowed down. 98 car hit me from behind. I know Jeremy didn't mean to do it, but he didn't check up, wasn't watching or something. Got in the damn wreck. Sorry for all the NBA crew. They've worked really hard. All the NBA support us great. Winning garage there. That's Ward Burton. You hear the hammers in the background. The crew hammering out the left front of Ward Burton's Pontiac. It's not like we're at Bristol. Frustration. Frustration. Yeah. Uh, frustrated a little bit in the early going here this afternoon in the Miller 500. This is a frustrating racetrack when things happen to you because a lot of times, like we talked yesterday in the NASCAR Bush Series race, you don't have a chance to recover uh, before you crash. One to go with the signal now before we go back racing. Take a minute say hi to John Graham, the president of Daytona International Speedway, who has uh, made his way to our broadcast booth. Of course, the Pepsi 400 coming up uh, July the 5th down at uh, the World Center of Racing. And I know you folks are very busy getting ready for it. Oh, we sure are, Alan. There'd be no better way to spend the July 4th weekend than at Daytona International Speedway watching the greatest sport in America. And I'd encourage fans, if they haven't already bought their tickets and made their plans, we do have some seats remaining available. But just like any Winston Cup race these days, our sales are very, very strong. So the time to go ahead and purchase is now. Daytona, that race in July always turns out to be a fun weekend because the race is at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning and you get the chance to spend the afternoon on the beach as well as round out the holiday weekend Sunday, too. Absolutely right. There's no better place to spend it. And if people can get off work just a little bit early, they can come out uh, that Thursday to qualifying and watch practice on Friday. And then, as you say, see the race itself on Saturday. We're going to drop the green flag at 11 a.m., uh, and then spend the rest of the time in the great Daytona Beach area going to the beach and having fun with the family. Look forward to it. John, good to see you. All right. Thanks for having me. John Graham, president of Daytona International Speedway, the Pepsi 400 at the World Center of Racing on Saturday, July the 5th. Look forward to bringing that race to you live here on MRN Radio. And that is not that far away. We are back under green flag conditions here at Dover in the Miller 500, and as the flag comes back out, Ernie Irvin gets a great restart. He just sets sail, leaves everybody. He has a lap car right now between himself and the second place machine Kyle Petty off turn two. Kyle Petty now works his way out of some traffic further back Jeff Gordon and Dale Jarrett buried behind Wally Donovan and Bobby Hamilton. Now they go to the high side going into turn three and clear themselves of at least those two cars. Right behind race leader Ernie Irvin is Sterling Marlin who lost two laps when he had a flat tire back at lap number two and three and had to make an unscheduled green flag stop. Marlin kind of looking around Irvin there to see if he can get one of those laps back. Closes in on him coming off turn two not close enough though to make the move. He'll fall back in line behind him. Here now the race for third momentarily. Dale Jarrett dropped to the inside of Jeff Gordon. Saw he couldn't make the moves. He falls back in behind him. Meanwhile, the leader has pulled away by a good full second over the second-place car, Kyle Petty. Oliver Sterling Marlin hangs with him. He's got a strong race car, strong enough that if Ernie slips just a little bit, he can get at least one of those laps back as we talked about. 
Right now, the hot battle is going to be for third place off turn two. Jarrett again gets a good run up off turn number two, gets a nose of his four down to the inside of Gordon Chevrolet. By the time they reach the end of the back straightaway, he's gained the third spot. So Dale Jarrett up to third, Jeff Gordon back to fourth. You've got Mark Martin in fifth, Joni Machek sixth, Jimmy Spencer seventh, Ricky Rudd just took eighth away from Hutch Strickland a lap ago. Strickland back in ninth now. Bill Elliott rounds out the top ten. All those cars tied closely together. Single file. Now Elliott faces a challenge. Ted Musgrave running well to the inside of the track. He goes off turn two. Elliott sees him coming, though. Pulls down to the inside lane. Musgrave is forced to fall back in line for now. Bill Elliott's had a good race car in the last four or five outings in Winston Cup competition. They feel good about their chances here today. He has won at Dover before, so he knows what it takes to get around the speedway. The leader is out of turn two. Working off turn number two, hitting the back straightaway. Ernie Irvin with no traffic coming into play. Kind of leaving Sterling Marlin and certainly leaving Kyle Petty, the second place car, by nearly a second and a half. Gave you the top ten a minute ago. Why don't we take you a little bit deeper into the field, let you know where your favorite driver runs at this point. Beyond tenth place, Bill Elliott, you've got Ted Musgrave running 11th, 12th, Jeff Burton, Ken Schrader 13th, Dave Marcus is 14th, and Michael Waltrip is 15th. 16th is Rusty Wallace, Steve Grissom 17th, Brett Bodine 18th, Jeremy Mayfield 19th, and Ricky Craven 20th. Rick Mast is 21st, Terry Labonte 22nd, Dick Trickle 23rd, Jeff Green 24th, and David Green 25th. Bobby Hillen is 26th, Kenny Wallace 27th, Mike Wallace 28th, Morgan Shepard 29th, and Derek Cope 30th. You've got Jeff Bodine 31st, Johnny Benson 32nd, Mike uh, Skinner 33rd, Chad Little 34th, and Darrell Waltrip is the last car on the lead lap. He is in 35th. A lap down in 36th is Wally Dallenbach subbing for Robbie Gordon today in that course light Chevy. You've got Bobby Hamilton in 37th, Dale Earnhardt 38th, and John Andretti in 39th. Sterling Marlin is two laps down in 40th. Gary Bradbury, Ward Burton, and Bobby Labonte are the final three drivers, 41st, 42nd, and 43rd. Burton and Labonte in the garage area. Bradbury sitting on pit road as we speak. Best scramble on the racetrack is going to be for sixth position. Joe Nemechek, Jimmy Spencer, Ricky Rudd all locked up in that little contest in the middle of the back straightaway. Spencer had a run on Nemechek a couple of laps ago. Barney got up alongside, but Spencer a little bit stronger using the outside lane. He falls back in line now, and again, they're seeing company there. Ricky Rudd and Hunt Strickland are closing in on that battle as well. Rudd right behind Spencer as Jimmy tries to find a way around. Joe Nemechek for the sixth position. A little bit of lap traffic ahead of them now in one. Wally Dallenbach's car sits just ahead of this battle for the sixth spot. Here's Spencer again off turn number two. Looks momentarily to the inside of Joe Nemechek. Figures have got plenty of time to make the pass. He'll settle back in behind him for now. Jimmy Spencer had been struggling with that race car since they got here on Friday. They kept making adjustments, making changes, kept getting it a little bit better. And they were not real sure this morning exactly how good the car would be here today. But in the early going, he's pretty much in the contest. We're looking at 30, like that 57 laps complete here in the Miller 500. It is Ernie Irvin in front by a big margin right now, better than two and a half seconds. The only traffic around him will be the two-lap down car of Sterling Marlin, who is about eight or ten car lengths behind him. As we rejoin you for the Miller 500 at Dover, Delaware, fourth position changes hands. Mark Martin making his way up underneath Jeff Gordon a lap ago on the back straightaway. Mark Martin chased down Jeff Gordon, found the right opportunity off turn two, saw the inside lane open up, went by and picked up the spot. Also further back, we told you Joe Nemechek was having a hard time keeping some of the cars behind him. Finally, he went high. Ricky Rudd, Jeff Burton, and Hunt Strickland all made their way by him. And there are quite a few cars kicking up from the bottom of the racetrack right now. The field beginning to get spread out in a hurry. Ernie Irvin has a distance of almost a half a straightaway on the second-place machine of Kyle Petty right now. It's an equal half a straightaway back to the third-place car. The only tight racing that we were just talking about there between Mark Martin and Jeff Gordon, that will vary anywhere from the car length to two as they come off turn number four and work back down the straightaway. 
looking a little bit further back in the field. Jimmy Spencer has one of the quickest cars on the speedway. He's got a long ways to go, a little better than a half a lap before he would catch up to the leaders. But nevertheless, he's got one of the best handling race cars out there. Spencer up in the sixth position. Ricky Rudd has taken seventh. Jeff Burton on the march after starting the event back uh, well back in the field, 34th position. Jeff Burton is all the way up into the eighth position now. Hutch Strickland, who started 14th, he's running ninth. Joan Imachek is running 10th. Ken Schrader continuing to advance as well. Schrader starting the event in the 11th position. And after losing a few positions earlier in the race, he is back up not only uh, through the 11th position, but he's on the move trying to take 10th away from Joe Nemechek down in 1 and 2. Nemechek's really got his hands full. He's been losing positions over the last 10 laps or so, continually slipping up in the turns, opening, letting guys get by. Here's Schrader making the move. Bill Elliott got a shot. Elliott Michael Walter ball stacked up behind Joe Nemechek, now waiting for their chance. Big problem is here at Dover, like it is a lot of racetracks that we go to, if that car will not stay at the bottom of the racetrack and somebody can get a fender underneath you nine times out of ten, they're going to go by. And that's not bad enough to just lose one position. Most of the time, you're hung out there, Joe Morris, particularly here at Dover, and three or four cars, if they're within striking distance, also going to go by at the same time. Yeah, if they're all stacked up behind you and one gets up underneath and opens the lane, it's like the freight train just goes by. Jeff Gordon's having a similar problem closer to the front. The good thing for him is there's nobody close enough to take advantage of the way he's going into the corners. Just now in turns one and two, way up the banking he goes, but the closest guy to him is some three seconds back. That is Jimmy Spencer. It'll be a while before Gordon's going to have to worry about him. Real hard racing at this point is going on from about 11th, 12th on back. Uh, 11th is Joe Nemechek, 12th right behind him, very much under contest between Bill Elliott, Michael Waltrip, and Ted Musgrave. That group of cars coming off of turn four right now. Bill Elliott gets a little bit higher each time around. It's going to cost him this time as he got a little high up in three and four, and underneath him goes Michael Waltrip. Let's see if Ted Musgrave can shove a fender in there. It's exactly what he's going to do, and Ted will also get by Bill Elliott, and he's going to lose three spots, almost lost four as he came off turn number two. Now Ted's going to go after Michael Waltrip momentarily. He's ducked the nose of his car down to the inside and now has to fall back in line single file. Steve Grissom and Dave Marcus now also in that battle. Let's check on pit road with Jim Phillips. Jim, the team's got a chance to look at their tires at lap uh, 32. One of the first caution of the race when everybody came down pit road based on what they were seeing there from uh, reading the tires and the wear that they had suffered in those first 32 laps. What are we looking at for pit stops now as far as the next time if the race stays green? We might expect to see the leaders in. Alan, I think the first stop they were talking about between about 70 laps. But after looking at these tires and the more rubber we put in it, I think they could go farther than that. I don't think they could go a gas stop yet. Maybe later on in the race they can. But I think between 75 and 80 laps will be the gauge for the next uh, stops on the racetrack. And I just checked in with Joe Nemechek's pit with uh, Tony Glover, and he said his car is tight. It does not want to turn in the middle of the turn. So based on that uh, 70, 75 laps from the last time they stopped, it'll be somewhere around lap 110 or so, provided the race stays green, that we'll see the next set of visits to pit road by the lead cars. Well, the longer they can uh, stay out there and put more rubber in that racetrack, as the race goes on, they're going to be able to extend the pit stop, maybe to a full gas stop without the tire wear being a big factor here at Dover. Watching a lot of cars right now skate around on this racetrack, really get up from the bottom of the groove, as we said. Even though you can see the rubber being laid down, it's getting a little wider, particularly down in one and two, Joe Moore. They've got about a lane and two-thirds down there now that they can race door to door. And that's where we're seeing some of the passes trying to be made as that groove gets just a little bit wider. Yeah, a lot of guys are really sawing on the steering wheel coming into the corner, trying to hold the car down. But as in the case of Joe Nemechek, as Jeff Phillips reported a little while back, the car just does not want to turn going into the corner. And that's happening 
speak to a lot of guys. It's uh, interesting to note some of the guys further back in the pack who maybe weren't so strong in the early going now are starting to come to life. We talked about Ken Schrader picking off some positions. He is able to keep his car down at the bottom of the track. Steve Grissom's doing a good job. Also further back, Rusty Wallace starting to come to the front now. And Terry Labonte hooked up well at the stage of the race. Terry running right now in the 20th position. Rusty Wallace in 17th. Steve Grissom up in 14th position and very much uh, in the contest for a couple of other spots just in front of him. He's right on Ted Musgrave's back deck. Musgrave right behind Joe Nemechek that Jim Phillips reported on his handling troubles just a moment ago. In fact, here goes Steve Grissom looking underneath Ted Musgrave. This would be the 13th spot. Grissom makes a nice move going into turn two down to the inside lane alongside Ted Musgrave before they get halfway down the back straightaway. He's cleared him and picked off that position. Now Grissom starts closing in on Joe Nemechek. Ward Burton has just come back out of the garage area, and we'll go back out of the racetrack. He spent some time behind the wall there just a few moments ago after getting caught up in that accident over in turn number two. Big problem for a lot of these teams right now in the early going is the fact that whoever's been leading in the early going, it was Bobby Labonte, had caught the tail end of the field so quick and started putting cars down. That's exactly what Ernie Irvin is beginning to do right now. Didn't he just get around Darrell Walker a moment ago? Ernie has lapped all the way up to the 34th position at this point, so only 33 cars remaining on the lead lap. He's also gotten around in the last little while. John Andretti's machine, he has lapped Mike Wallace. And Darrell Waltrip uh, having gone a lap down in the next little bit. Just ahead of the race leader now, a whole group of cars. He's literally caught the tail end of the biggest pack of cars on the speedway. Johnny Benson next in his sights as Urban hits two. Also up there in front of Benson, Chad Little racing along. You've got Mike Skinner and Jeff Bodine at the tail end of the field as a leader closes in on those cars down in turn three. And there's a lot of traffic directly ahead. If he can get through that, he's going to put a lot of people a lap down. We have just completed 79 laps. That will actually, we've just completed 80 laps in the Miller 500 from the Dover Downs International Speedway. This is MRN Radio. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments. Experience realistic racing simulators and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. Back at Dover Downs International Speedway, the Miller 500 in its early stages. 83 laps complete. Ernie Irvin and Kyle Petty out to a pretty good lead on Dale Jarrett and Mark Martin, the third and fourth place cars. Jeff Gordon running in fifth. The great race out for the sixth position. That uh, spot changing hands just now off turn four as Ricky Rudd and Jeff Burton go by into sixth and seventh, kicking Jimmy Spencer back to the eighth position. Ninth is Hut Strickland. Ken Schrader rounds out the top ten. Just joining us, two cautions in the first uh, 83 laps of the event. The first one at lap 29. Bobby Labonte, the race leader, getting nicked. 
by Kyle Petty, the second-place car in turn two, and unfortunately the contact sending Bobby around backwards into the outside wall. He is still in the garage area with that machine being worked on. The second caution at lap 43 when Gary Bradbury's car went sideways on him while racing door-to-door with Jeff Bodine. He collected Ward Burton and John Andretti off of turn two in that accident. All of those machines are on the racetrack again, although Bradbury spent time on pit road and Burton spent time back in the garage area. Other than that, we've got 31 of the original 43 starters on the lead lap still, and the story at the midpoint of the race after Bobby Labonte went out has been Ernie Irvin opening up a rather huge lead. Ernie's got that car on a rail in the early going here this afternoon. He's driving it almost anywhere he wants to, and that's one reason he's putting so many people a lap down. He can work through traffic at the bottom, and we've seen him go around on the high side a couple of times here this afternoon. And looking in the corners, Joe Moore, almost every time around, you'll pick out a different car that is not handling. I was watching Jimmy Spencer a moment ago earlier. His car was really sticking at the bottom of the racetrack. Now when he goes into the corner, right in the middle, car goes up the full lane. Michael Waltrip's car kind of kicking up on him a little bit, and they go away in a hurry. Hard to say, Barney, at this stage of the race, if uh, that's by design. Maybe they're experimenting early in the race here to see what the car will do and where it runs best, or if they're just hanging on for dear life and letting it go where it wants to go. In some of the cases, it's the latter. Some of the guys really struggling to hang on to the cars. For others, I think there is a little bit of checking around to see what is working well. For Ernie Irvin at the present time, it seems like about anything works for him. He's busy right now working through a heavy pack of traffic, but very patiently working on each car as he approaches them. Ernie caught Mike Skinner, the 31st place car a couple of laps ago, put him a lap down, now dives down to the inside of Jeff Bodine, the 30th place car as they work one. Easily working down to the inside of Jeff Bodine, he picks off that position, now he's got a couple of cars racing side by side just ahead, Derek Cope and Morgan Shepard just in front of the race leader, again Ernie just eases down in behind Derek Cope, waits for the lane to open up to try to make the pass. I'll tell you, when you really got your car good here at Dover, as Daryl Walter used to say, you can embarrass a lot of people, and that's exactly what Ernie is doing right now. He's going to get held up for a moment, though, because the two cars that we talked about, Morgan Shepard and Derek Cope, ride door to door. He's not able to get by. Either one of those two has to check up for just a second off turn two. Derek finally makes the move by Morgan Shepard, opens up the lane underneath that car, but Ernie Irvin's not close enough to take advantage. He'll have to follow Morgan Shepard once again as they exit turn four. Ernie will ride behind Morgan until they come off turn four. Now we'll cut down underneath Shepard's Pontiac, try and draw alongside as they work to one. Shepard fighting hard to stay on the lead lap, though. He's running 29. He's not going to be able to do it, though, going under the turn number two. The car drifts way high in the banking. There's the lane down the inside, and Ernie Irvin pulls up alongside of it. Shepard Strong in the back straightaway holds off Ernie Irvin. They're racing side by side at turn three. And the problem is, if you get that inside lane, as we've said many times, you're going you're to lose the position, and that's exactly what has just happened to Morgan Shepard as Ernie Irvin simply drives on around. Now, er- Ernie doesn't have any clear sailing directly ahead for a long time, Joe Moore. There's about 15 cars running those to tail directly ahead of the leader. As much work as he's had to do in the last few laps getting by traffic, he's got ahead of him with all those cars just ahead, and a lot of those really scrambling, seeing him coming, doing their best to try to stay on the tail end of the lane lap. Looking a little farther back, Steve Grissom has picked off two positions in the last five laps or so. He's gone from 12th up to 10th, passing both Ken Schrader and Michael Waltrip. So a good run for Steve Grissom in the Kodiak car in the first fifth of this event. Lap 92 of 500 complete. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. 
the 12th race of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series season, the Miller 500, coming your way live from Dover, Delaware, on Motor Racing Network. Glad that you joined us today. Alan Bestwick here with Barney Hall, Joe Moore's in the backstretch, Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Mike Bagley are covering the pit and garage areas for us. Three different drivers who swapped the lead in the first 100 laps of the event. Bobby Labonte leading from laps 1 to 29, and it was Kyle Petty from lap 30 to 36. Since lap 37, Ernie Irvin has been the man, and right now at lap 94, he is out in front by a little bit better than a second over Kyle Petty, though he is uh, working some pretty heavy lap traffic these last couple of trips around the speedway. Today's broadcast of the Miller 500 coming your way on one of 462 radio stations in 41 states, a new record for our coverage of this event on Motor Racing Network. Welcome those of you listening to us in Columbus, Ohio, for the first time today on WCLT Radio and in Potsdam, New York on WPDM, our two newest affiliates to Motor Racing Network. Glad to have all of you with us as we come your way live with NASCAR Winston Cup Series Racing. Tell you who's got a real good race car out there right now is Jeff Burton. I've been putting the stopwatch on him for the last four or five laps around. He's picked up about two seconds on the leader and doing it, cutting his way through traffic and watching that car work into corners as he goes over in turn number three right now. He's able to pin it right down to the apron of the racetrack and keep it there coming off the turns. Does the same thing down in one and two. And if that car stays hooked up like it is right now, as he works down toward Joe Moore off turn number two, Joe, he can pass a lot of people and maybe get back up there at least toward the front of the field pretty quick. One of the few drivers right now that is able to really hook up in the corners and run well. Burton has worked his way up to the sixth position. Now following some lap traffic now, Bobby Hamilton and Mike Wallace sitting just ahead of him as he exits turn four. So Jeff Burton, who has scored more points on super speedways this season than any other driver in the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, trying to do it again on one of the big fast ovals on the circuit here in uh, Dover today. He has rallied all the way from 34th starting position, now up into the sixth spot, and we're not even a fifth of the way through this event. As we close in on lap 100, let's set the field for you again. Let you know where your favorite driver is. It's Ernie Irvin out in front of Kyle Petty, who is second. Dale Jarrett is third. Mark Martin fourth. And Jeff Gordon fifth. You've got Jeff Burton in sixth. Seventh is Ricky Rudd. Jimmy Spencer's eighth. Hutch Strickland is ninth. And tenth belongs to Steve Grissom. Eleventh spot is Michael Waltrip. Ken Schrader is twelfth. Ted Musgrave, thirteenth. Ricky Craven is fourteenth. Terry Levani has just taken fifteenth position, putting Joe Nemechek back to sixteenth. You've got Rusty Wallace in 17th, Jeremy Mayfield 18th, Rick Mass 19th, Bill Elliott 20th, Bobby Hillen in 21st, Brett Bodine 22nd, Dave Marcus 23rd, and Dick Trickle is the last car right in front of the race leader on the lead lap. He is 24th. Now a lap down in 25th is Jeff Green, 26th position, Kenny Wallace, David Green is 27th, Morgan Shepard 28th, Derek Cope 29th, and Jeff Bodine 30th, Mike Skinner's 31st, Johnny Benson 32nd, excuse me, a Chad Little 32nd, Johnny Benson, 33rd, Bobby Hamilton's 34th, and Mike Wallace is 35th. You've got Darrell Waltrip, 36th, and Dale Earnhardt, 37th. Running 38th is Wally Dallenbach. Sterling Marlin is two laps down. He's in 39th. John Andretti is two laps down in 40th. Gary Bradbury is 15 laps down in 41st. Ward Burton is 35 laps down in 42nd. Bobby Labonte's car continues to be worked on back in the NASCAR Winston Cup Series garage. That's the full field rundown at lap number 100. 
Ernie Irvin marching through the field in the Miller 500 at Dover, Delaware, has just caught and put the 22nd place driver, Brett Bodine, a lap down. He's working on the 21st place driver, Bobby Hillen now. And here comes Kyle Petty, the second place car, off the racetrack. This should be lap 108 now. We expected maybe lap 110 to 115. We'd see the leaders come down for pit service. And Kyle is the first one to make the move to pit road. Again at lap number 108, he gives up the runner-up position and rolls his way down in front of Mike Bagley. 35 mile an hour pick road speed for Kyle Petty, brings his Pontiac to a stop. Now Bobby Kennedy and the boys fly over the wall, changing the right side tires on Kyle Petty's Pontiac. At the same time, 76 racing gasoline goes in. Now the crew comes around to the left side. The tires come off. Now he's putting the tires back on, waiting for the jack to drop and Kyle to pull away. It does. 19.57 seconds as Kyle Petty peels out of the pit area. Not a bad pit stop for Kyle Petty under green flag conditions as he is down and away. And at Dover, when that car starts going away a little bit, nine times out of ten, if you're anywhere near a regular scheduled pit stop, you're a whole lot better off to get on pit road a little bit early sometimes, get the adjustments made, put on a new set of rubber, and not lose any more ground than you have to. Here comes another car off the banking up in turn number four. That'll be Steve Grissom to bring his machine to the attention of the Kodiak crew. Let's cover his stop. It's a very smooth stop for Steve Grissom. The crew working on the right side of the car. Mark Cass has it cranked up, putting gasoline back in the car. Mark Cash now they've got the first can in. Cash wheels around to the left side of the car. One, two cranks. They're, getting, they're pulling off the left side tires. It will be a four-tire stop for the driver who started back in 28th position. Currently running up in the 10th position. 25.12 seconds. So Steve Grissom begins to work his way back out onto the speedway now. Figure you lose two laps on a stop if you're somewhere close to the leader anyway. You lose two laps on a green flag stop. So now all these drivers like Kyle Petty and Steve Grissom who are in the top ten and have made an early move to pit road really need to hope that we don't see a caution flag sometime before Ernie Irvin or some of the other front runners stop or they're going to be in a world of hurt here. That is one of the gambles you take making an early pit stop. Ernie Irvin is caught and passed. Bobby Hillen, Bill Elliott, and Joe Nemechek. So now all the way up to 16th place, a lap down, including Kyle Petty and Steve Grissom, who have made their stops on pit road early, as we said a minute ago, four tires. And Ernie Irvin right now just got it all going his way, just uh, rocking and rolling right along. Tell you what, as strong as that car is, and remember now, we're way past the 100-mile point for Ernie Irvin out there, and that car is still the best one on the racetrack, or one of the best. So uh, they've got something serious to deal with here this afternoon in the form of Ernie Irvin. He's going to stay out there and stretch it a little bit while longer and maybe hope, like you said, that a caution comes out and uh, gives them a little bit even more of an advantage. Here's Kenny Wallace bringing his car to the attention of his crew on pit road. As he eases down, this would be a scheduled pit stop. Watching Ernie Irvin at the turn of the fourth, thought he slowed up a moment ago like he might be diving on the pit road. That's not going to be the case. But they won't stay out there too much longer, will they, Jim Phillips? I don't think. I don't think so, Barney. Uh... I saw a lot of these cars beginning to watch up in the turn. As a matter of fact, the pit board is out for Joe Nemechek. He had just got slapped by Ernie Irvin. He is on the pit lane at lap 115. It's going to be a four-tire stop. They're changing right side tires. First 10 of 76 racing fuel is in. So four tires, four. Joe Nemechek as Hunt Strickland rolls into his pit. It's going to be the same thing for Hunt Strickland. 
They're going to change four tires, but it's off in 76 racing fuel. Sitting back on the racetrack. By the way, we mentioned a second ago, Kenny Wallace stopping. Kenny's pit is all the way down the third from the end on the turn four end of pit road, and he missed it when he came off the racetrack. So Kenny had to go all the way down pit road at 35 miles an hour, back around the racetrack. Now he's back on pit road again. So uh, costly time error there for the square D car. Ted Musgrave, Rusty Wallace, both now on pit road. Both have been on the lead lap. This is lap 117. We go back to Jim Phillips. And they're changing right cross tires right now. They're going to make a chassis adjustment. The first hand, 76 racing fuel is in. Right side tires left on the Wallace car now. Clean the grill off a little bit. Swing around the left side. So four tires of gasoline for both Musgrave and Wallace. And they are down and away. Here comes Jeff Gordon on the pit road now as he will ease down at 35 miles an hour and go all the way down toward turn number one to get in there and make his pit stop. Still watching Ernie Irvin. He slowed a moment ago up in turns three and four like he might want to ease on the pit road, but he does not do it the last time around. Got to be very careful here at Dover getting in the pits, particularly with traffic strung all the way out around this racetrack. Sometimes you have to get out of the throttle in the middle of the backstretch, position yourself at the apron of the speedway to get in there. Let's cover Jeff Gordon's stop. He is in, and the crew's on the right side of the car. Dr. Ray Everham, a few laps to go. He said the car was very loose. They didn't know whether they were going to adjust it by using a wedge adjustment with a wrench or tire pressure. Since we've not seen a wrench, probably some air pressure adjustments there. We'll follow up on that. Jeff Gordon's away, 18.24 seconds. Which stops now off turn four. Here come Jeremy Mayfield, Bill Elliott, and Brett Bodine to pit road. So Elliott and uh, Bodine both having gotten lapped recently by Ernie Irvin coming in for their stops at lap number 120. Let us go to Winston Kelly. Well, the Kmart Little Caesars Ford's been coming up through the back. He's picked up several positions from the last number of laps. The crew now on the left side of the red, white, and blue Ford Thunderbird dumping in the second cast. 76 racing fuel as Barney Boyd down and away. An excellent pit stop. 19.62 seconds. Brett Bodine now pulls away. A good stop for that crew. Kenny Schrader on pit road along with Jeff Green. Now the leader coming down pit road. Ernie Irvin front of the Ernie Irvin brings his board in. They go to the right side. The jack goes underneath the car. The first cat is 76. Racing fuel is in on the Hamilton board. Having a little bit of trouble that night. Here, Raymond Fox and Joey Knuckles changing the tires. They go around the left side. Jack the car up on the left side. Second cat is 76. Racing fuel is going in on the Urban Urban Ford. 17.09 seconds of the stop for Ernie Irvin. These are scheduled pit stops. They're coming under green flag conditions. Here's Dale Jarrett bringing his machine in. Jimmy Spencer on pit road right now. Other cars coming in down in front of Winston Kelly. Ricky Craven brings the Budweiser Chevrolet in. To a very smooth stop. The crew now working on the right side of the car. Rick Mass on pit road along with Mike Wallace. All these cars getting four tires and gasoline. Now to Mike Bagley. Dale Jarrett's changed the right side tires also on the left side Goodyear Eagles around the Unical racing gasoline Dale Jarrett's down in the way now here's Mark Martin and Steve Meal and the boys over the wall they too will attempt a four tire change no chassis adjustment for Mark Martin as the crew has already changed the right side tires now comes the left side also 76 racing gasoline for Mark Martin routine service at this end of pit road Jeff Burton had been the leader for a lap after Mark Martin stopped. The lead had in hand turned from Ernie Irvin to Dale Jarrett to Mark Martin to Jeff Burton through the sequence of pit stops. So all of those drivers collecting five bonus championship points. Now Jeff Burton's car on pit road for his service. 
And the lead will change over one more time in the middle of green flag pit stops at lap 125 of 500 at Dover. Set the field for you when we come back. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. This is Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. As Johnny Benson has come to pit road, we have completed a cycle of green flag pit stops in the Miller 500 at Dover, Delaware, and Ernie Irvin is back out in front of the event. He has five or six car lengths on his teammate Dale Jarrett, who is now the second-place driver. A little distance back to Kyle Petty, who is in third. couple of seconds to Kyle. Running fourth is Jeff Gordon. Mark Martin is fifth. Gordon and Martin are nose to tail. Sixth position is Jeff Burton, separated by a couple of lap cars from uh, Gordon and Martin. Looking a little farther back, you've got Jimmy Spencer in 7th, Ricky Rudd 8th, Hutch Strickland is ninth, and Terry Labonte moves all the way up to the 10th position. Behind him, you'll have Ken Schrader in 11th, taking that position off turn 4 from Steve Grissom, who is 12th. 13th will be Ricky Craven, Michael Waltrip will be 14th, Ted Musgrave will be 15th, and Jeremy Mayfield will be 16th. And those are all the cars we have on the lead lap now at lap 132. And if they keep setting the kind of pace they have in the early going here this afternoon, we may end up with about five or six on the lead lap, the way the leader has been blasting through traffic currently, which is Ernie Irvin. And that car looks to be just as good as it was before they pitted, kicking up a little bit up in the middle of turns three and four. Dale Jarrett, as you said, maybe a second or so behind him. As he tries to chase him down, we'll watch that go around the racetrack and see if he's able to pick up any ground. Ernie's going to get boxed in behind a couple of cars running door-to-door off turn number two. That should allow Dale Jarrett to make up a little ground out of the corner. Probably going to be about the only thing that will help Dale Jarrett to chase down Ernie Irvin, still running so well, making such a nice line coming through one and two and onto this back straightaway. Irvin falls in behind a couple of lap cars as he makes his way past Rick Mast. Positions changing hands a little bit farther back in the top five. The handling on Jeff Gordon's machine still not to his liking. Mark Martin and Jeff Burton have both gotten by him in the last lap around as Gordon's car continues to kick a little bit wide in the corners. So Martin up to fourth, Burton to fifth, and Jeff Gordon fading back to the sixth position. We heard a report earlier just uh, when he was making his pit stop that the car was running pretty loose on him. And they have uh, obviously not yet corrected that to their liking. And Gordon losing a couple of positions here in the last lap around. Kyle Petty's going to feel some heat now for the third spot. He has got Mark Martin and Jeff Burton after him as they work traffic in one and two. Kyle drove into turn one a little bit hard, and his car just pushed up the banking, opened up the inside lane. Both those cars able to get by. Mark Martin to third and Jeff Burton to fourth. 
Tom Petty's had some good runs here at Dover over the years. He's going to lose another spot. This time as Jeff Gordon just pins underneath him, and all of a sudden Kyle's car really running high in the middle of both ends of the speedway in one and two and three and four. Nobody else, fortunately for him for the moment, very near to him to put him even further back. He's off turn number two. Kyle settles in this time, running a little bit lower, but again, not having the pressure of cars bearing down on him this time. Eases his way off turn two, hits the back straight away, and falls back in line in turn three. So at this point, with uh, 16 cars on the lead lap, we are running at a pretty uh, brisk pace in the early going in the Miller 500 at Dover. Two cautions have slowed the event. Because of the green flag stops, we have had nine lead changes among eight different drivers. But the story of the event thus far was Bobby Labonte for the first 30 laps, the dominant car. Then he and Kyle Petty tangled, and Labonte got turned around into the wall off turn two, putting him into the garage area. Ernie Irvin took the lead from Kyle quickly thereafter and has dominated the event since. And uh, again, at this point of the 43 original starters, everybody's on the racetrack except Bobby, who's in the garage with work continuing to be done on the interstate Pontiac. 16 cars on the lead lap. It is Ernie Irvin, Dale Jarrett, Mark Martin, Jeff Burton, and Jeff Gordon. The top five, six through ten are Kyle Petty, Jimmy Spencer, Ricky Rudd, Terry Labonte, and Hutt Strickland. And the rest of the lead lap would be Ken Schrader, Steve Grissom, Ricky Craven, Michael Waltrip, Ted Musgrave, and Jeremy Mayfield. That is the mid-race summary for you now at lap 139 of 500. This mid-race update sponsored by Sports Image. Race fans, if you're looking for quality racing apparel and souvenirs, for Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, Terry Labonte, Darrell Waltrip, and much more, look no further than the GM dealership, GM Pro Shop, or Sports Image retail specialty store near you. You'll find a variety of souvenirs and apparel to help you show your support for your favorite driver. Remember, if you want quality and variety, you want sports image, racing apparel, and souvenirs. I believe Dale Jarrett is reeling in the leader right now over in turn three. Jarrett doing all he can to try to chase down Ernie Irvin. He's chopped down the distance by a couple of car lengths, and that may be because Irvin is kicking up a little bit in the corners, more so than he has all afternoon. Jarrett now within about four car lengths and one lap car of the leader. Right now the uh, car sitting between first and second would be the machine of Rick Mast as Ernie Irvin continues to chase that higher lane up between one and two. Here he comes working his way off turn two, even though he's going high in the corner. He kicks in and gets a good jump off turn number two. Heads down this back straightaway. Jarrett still about five car lengths behind him. He isn't losing any ground, but he isn't gaining all that much either as they ride around this racetrack and come off the corner, go back into turn number one, watching Darrell Walker a couple of minutes ago. He was really slowing down on the speedway. Finally takes the car onto pit road. The crew puts a new set of rubber on it, sends him back onto the racetrack. But he was way off the pace there, almost thought the engine had broke for a moment. But he is about to go back on the speedway. We're looking at 142 laps complete in the Miller 400 here at Dover Downs International Speedway, a, a packed house. What did you tell me before we went on the air? 107,000 or so seats here now? And and I, I don't want to be held to that, Barney, because I don't remember, but I think it that is over was the number that I was told is that they have over 100,000 seats here now. Flew in here the other day with, with a private airplane. You fly into Dover Air Force Base. They have a little civil air terminal there. That's where all the uh, teams fly into, and I flew up with one of the drivers the other day. And when you fly over this racetrack... It is an impressive sight. I mean, the way that the stands now ring around this speedway, it looks like a huge, huge football stadium that is just very impressively constructed. And remembering back to the first time I came here, which is pretty close to, oh, Lord, 15 years ago now, just about, uh, the visual change here at Dover is just drastic. Uh, the change in the creature comforts for the fans is, is drastic. These seats that were on the main straightaway that you and I are overlooking now were just wooden bleacher seats a year ago. They tore all those out over the winter, replaced them all with chair-backed steel and aluminum seats that are modern stadium seating. 
and uh, just continue to upgrade things and uh, beef up the amenities for the fans and doing all they can, Dennis McGlynn and Jerry Dunning and their staff, to make sure that Dover Downs is a racetrack for the 90s and uh, keeps pace, if not is among the leaders of the sport as we uh, work throughout the years here. And, you know, tip your cap to them. They, they spend the money that they see necessary to grow with the sport, and uh, it's just very impressive, again, thinking back to the first time I came to this place uh, 15 years ago. Right now we'll... Uh Break away just a quick second and tell you that the leader right now is only six or seven car lengths ahead of Dale Jarrett. The leader, of course, being Ernie Irvin as that battle gets closer and closer as they work off turn number four and head back into the straightaway. And a pretty close call for Jeff Burton as he uh, got up out of the groove over in turn two a minute ago, has given up a position as uh, a couple of lap cars have gotten by him. So Jeff Burton's car kicking way up wide out of the groove. Just kind of at that point again after everybody's made a stop where some people's cars are liking this particular uh, section of the race track conditions tire setups and that kind of thing and some aren't definitely at this point one whose car is liking things ernie irvin continuing to lead the miller 500 we have a new leader in the miller 500 it is jeff gordon made the move to get the top spot away from dale jarrett on the back stretch a couple of laps ago gordon was hounding dale jarrett for a number of laps finally got him kind of pushed up in the corner jarrett went a little bit high in turn two gordon saw the opening he had been waiting for and it didn't take a whole lot of effort it didn't look like for him to slide down on the inside of the racetrack slide by dale jarrett and go back into the top spot I'll tell you something we need to talk about rusty wallace got his lap back and he has pulled away from jeff gordon and dale jarrett by about a half a straightaway so rusty could have the fastest car here if he can just get a caution now and get himself back up there in contention we've seen that a dozen times with rusty wallace as we said a little bit earlier this afternoon his team is one of the best at coming up with the combination they need as the race goes on to get better and better in a track like dover Looking at Jeff Gordon right now, trying to reel him in. He's picked up oh, maybe three or four car links on Rusty Wallace, but not all that much. Rusty still has a very good, strong race car and could be a factor to win here this afternoon. As they go back into turn number one, it is Jeff Gordon. Riding along in the second spot is Dale Jarrett. Something we both probably sit here and notice in the last four or five laps. This is the first time today that any of those cars have been able to get up there and stay with the leaders. Yeah, we've had a dominant car throughout most of the race. Somebody that's kind of pulled out and pulled away. But uh, for the moment, Dale Jarrett right with Gordon. And some of the drivers trying to get on the lead lap or stay on the lead lap also right there with the leaders. So uh, things are a little bit interesting at this stage of the race, just past halfway. Matter of fact, why don't we get you a, a full field rundown since we are just past the midpoint of the event. It is Jeff Gordon leading with Dale Jarrett literally right on his bumper in second. You've got Mark Martin third, Jeff Burton fourth, and Kyle Petty running in the fifth position. Running in sixth at this point is Terry Labonte. Ernie Irvin has worked his way back to seventh. Eighth position is Jeremy Mayfield. Ricky Rudd is ninth. Jimmy Spencer is tenth. Eleventh would be Ken Schrader. Twelfth would be Hot Strickland. And thirteenth would be Rusty Wallace. He is the last car on the lead lap. One lap down in 14th is Ted Musgrave. Morgan Shepard is 15th, and we'll interrupt here for a moment for a lead change. Gordon wide in three and four. Here's Jarrett looking low. Jarrett dives down to the bottom of the racetrack. Gordon doesn't give it up easily. They race door to door off into turn number one. Who's got the best car? Well, for the moment, Dale Jarrett grabs the lead. They're out of two. Jarrett drives in hard, swings up in front of Jeff Gordon for the time being, reestablishing the top position. Now Gordon settles in behind him and will follow him back to turn three. So Dale Jarrett back out in front of the Miller 500. Pick up the full field rundown we were giving you with uh, Rusty Wallace being the last car on the lead lap in 13th position. Ted Musgraves, the first car a lap down in 14th. You've got Morgan 
Morgan Shepard, 15th. Derek Cope, 16th. Mike Skinner, 17th. Michael Waltrip, 18th. 19th would be Sterling Marlin, and Bill Elliott would be 20th. 21st would be uh, Rick Mast. 22nd would be Joe Nemechek. Jeff Green, 23rd. Bobby Hamilton, 24th. And Ricky Craven, 25th. Kenny Wallace is two laps down. He's in 26th position. You've got Dale Earnhardt in 27th. 28th, David Green. Chad Little, 29th. And Johnny Benson, 30th. Dave Marcus is 31st. And Steve Grissom is 32nd. Back to 33rd place, Mike Wallace. You drop five laps down now. With John Andretti in 34th. Wally Dallenbach running some seven laps down in the 35th position. Darrell Waltrip a number of laps down. 14 to be specific in 36. 20 laps down. Brett Bodine in 37th. 38th, 39th, and 40th are Dick Trickle, Jeff Bodine, and Bobby Hill and all three in the garage area. Gary Bradbury is running now some 61 laps down to the race leader in 41st position. Ward Burton is running some 62 laps down in 42nd. Bobby Labonte is 200 and uh, two laps down to the race leader on the racetrack, but back in 43rd position. This mid-race update brought to you by First Brands Corporation, makers of STP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner and STP Complete Fuel System Cleaner. Working their way out of turn number two, the leader heads up the back stretch and down to three. Jarrett has about a nine-car length lead over Jeff Gordon. Still got the Ted Musgrave lap car behind him. Then Mark Martin about ten car lengths back. And it's starting to get interesting from there on back. You've got Jeff Burton now riding along in fourth and Kyle Petty in fifth. They're starting to close in on Martin. Jeff Burton had been right on Mark Martin's back bumper a little while ago. He spaded just a little bit, though now trying to rally back as we get a little farther into this run. And Kyle Petty really reeling in Jeff Burton as he goes wide in two. Kyle cuts a good line off turn two, closes in even more within three car lengths of Jeff Burton's Ford here on the back straightaway. Racing into turn three will tighten up even more. Still got a lot of cars very capable of winning here at Dover this afternoon, despite the fact that for most of the afternoon it's been a two-car breakaway. At uh, the front of the field, there have been at least a half a dozen cars that have shown very good, strong, solid capability here to win at Dover. Just need a little break on maybe some of those pit stops and a couple of cautions to put them back up there and find the right adjustments on the car. Kyle Petty would certainly be one of those. It's been a great uh, racetrack for Kyle over the years. The interval now from first to second, well, it's uh, maybe a half a second or so right now as they work their way back into turn number one. Dale Jarrett leads Jeff Gordon. Mark Martin is about a second behind in third place as they work their way over to turns two and three and head down the back straightaway in front of Joe Moore. A little further back, that's where the action is. Yeah, a couple of cars getting at it there. One of those, Kyle Petty. We talked about Jeff Burton closing in on him. Also, we were talking earlier about Ted Musgrave. He was working hard on Dale Jarrett for a while to get back on the tail end of the lead lap. He just made a move by Jeff Gordon, the second-place man. Gordon made an uncharacteristic move going into turn number one, took a real high line, and that opened up the inside for Ted Musgrave, allowing him to get by. But still, to get back on the tail end of the lead lap, he's got to pass Dale Jarrett, and Jarrett's about a half a straightaway away from him at the present time. 278 laps of 500 are complete in the Miller 500 at Dover. The top five, Dale Jarrett, Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, Jeff Burton. I'll make that Kyle Petty and uh, Jeff Burton. That's your top five now with 221 laps to go. From Dover Downs International Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Downs International Speedway, the mid-stages of the Miller 500, just past lap 300 now. It is lap 305 to be specific, with Dale Jarrett having a 2.1 second lead on Jeff Gordon. Gordon has got Mark Martin about five or six car lengths behind him now, and that is the front three as we continue working our way through the mid-stages of this event. Right now, kind of in that portion of the race where Dale Jarrett has a comfortable lead, and he's just trying to 
pick his way through the field and some of the traffic as best he can until the next set of pit stops. Well, there is a segment of the race here and, and any racetrack we go to that usually that you just want to hold what you have, try to get the car the very best you can get it, kind of experiment a little bit with it sometimes, see what's going to work, what isn't, and, and work your way down to that final 100 miles. A lot of cars having a good run here today. Jimmy Spencer is one of those. Jeremy Mayfield's having a great run here this afternoon. Jeff Burton very much in contention of things. We are talking about Jimmy Spencer early in the race. He moved up to about fifth position at one time. He sh uh, currently is showing in tenth place, and Winston Kelly is down in his pit. If we can get a comment from Donnie Wingo, the crew chief on the car. Donnie, you guys seem to be having a pretty solid run. What's Jimmy saying? Well, the car's got a little bit tight right now. We made adjustment last time. It wasn't quite enough, so we'll make another tire press adjustment next time. How about the tire wear? That has been a question, but it doesn't seem to be as bad as everybody speculated. How about on the Cavill Ford? Uh, we're a little bit concerned by the start with, but the tire wear's been real good. No problem with the tires. That's Donnie Wingo, the crew chief on the car, and as we expected here at the Monster Mile, each one of the cars reacting a little bit different to the various sets of tires and to the racetrack. Tight and loose. We heard Paul Andrews tell us earlier that Jeremy Mayfield's car is now loose. Donnie Wingo's Cavill Ford with Jimmy Spencer aboard. He started 20 seconds, currently running 10th. They're just a little bit tight right now. And Jim Phillips, uh, get a comment from you also. The sun has popped out very brightly here in the last 15 or 20 minutes. That's going to put a little more heat in that racetrack, and we might see some cars uh, having a little problem. Well, I think that's one of the problems, Donnie. Talked about the sun popping out. It also had a lot of heat in the air. The cars that are pushing, it's going to make them worse. The cars that are loose, it's going to make them worse until they make a chassis adjustment. So a lot of cars I see them washing up high towards the wall. One of those is Jeff Gordon still hanging on to it, but looks like his car's a little bit loose off the corners. Ricky Rudd has moved up a spot, taking sixth position away from Terry Labonte in the last couple of laps around. So Ricky rolling a little bit toward the front. Terry Labonte is one of those cars pushing way up the banking at either end of the speedway and uh, whose handling is not ideal at this particular stage of the race. Watching that second-place pair of machines, second and third, Jeff Gordon and Mark Martin, that distance between the two seems to grow and then evaporate depending on uh, what lap we're on, Joe Moore. Mark gets a run at him, and then it seems like in traffic, falls back a little bit. Well, we see this a lot from Mark Martin. It appears he's just using a lot of patience. A couple times he's had a real good shot at Jeff Gordon, and I thought for sure he'd just pull down to the inside and blow on by him. He seems to have the power, but uh, again, he'll just fall back and, and let it stretch out to about a five-car length deficit, and then when the opportunity seems right, he'll close in yet again. I think that Mark probably has a little more than he's showing us at this stage of the race. He will not let Gordon get too far away, but again, it's not really pressing the issue as it stays right with him here on the back straightaway as they close in on Johnny Benson's lap card down in turn three. Mark's had some good runs here at Dover over the years, but I don't believe he's ever won a race here, but I think he's uh, might have finished second a time or two. He seems to be another one of those cars that is able to adjust on it. The longer the day goes by, the better they get running toward the end of the race. He could be in contention to win here this afternoon. Need to give a call to Jeff Green, too. Uh, coming into Winston Cup full-time here recently and taking over in the uh, Robert Preston ride. Uh, he has had a good run here this afternoon. We're looking on the board to see where he's at, and he's been fairly decent. He's 22nd. That's not too bad a run for him here. It's only one lap down of the race leaders and uh, doing a very solid job in his first NASCAR Winston Cup Series 500-mile effort here at Dover. Of course, he's got experience in the NASCAR Bush Series here before. Uh, but uh, this, his first NASCAR Winston Cup effort here 
and doing a great job. One lap down in 22nd spot. Here's the first of the leaders to make a move to pit road. Lap 315, it is Jimmy Spencer dropping off the racetrack. He was running up in, I believe, the eighth position at the time. He's now in front of Winston Kelly. We're going to work on the right side of the yellow and purple. Camel 4 Thunderbird. Wayne Jinks has the car cranked up. One of the tires just about gets away. They pull that back in. Going to go across pit road or they'll have to come back in and be held for a penalty. Now the crew working on the right, left side of the car. The good, smooth pit stop thus far. They drop the left side. Jimmy Spencer down away. 21.4 seconds. That team has really improved in their pit work uh, as the season has gone along. That was one of their weaknesses at the beginning of the year. But they've been making barely, very, very consistent stops in the last four or five races. It's paid off for them. Jimmy Spencer, unfortunately, was too fast, entering and exiting pit road both times. So he's going to have to come back in for a stop-and-go penalty, and that will cost him quite a bit of time. And Terry Labonte in trouble up in turns one and two. Running in eighth place, looked like he just might have glanced off the wall, Joe Moore. Now he's headed down the backstretch. Got it blowed down just in time. It looked like he was going to make a collision with the outside wall as he came off turn one. He drove it real hard and slowed the car down. Now he goes on the turn of the racetrack going into turn four and makes his way to pit road. Gets down on the apron of the racetrack and will bring his car to the attention of his, his crew. Now these will be scheduled pit stops. They're coming under green flag conditions. Let's go back to pit road. Double for Rusty Wallace. He came in. They did a great stop. They came four tires. They dropped the jack, and it's still sitting there. The hood is up on Rusty Wallace. He's going to like Ford. Terry Labonte definitely has some problems. He's on the pit lane now. They've got the right side jacked up on his Chevrolet. Can't see any damage on the right side from this angle. Coming around the left side to change the left side tires. Four tires for Terry Labonte here on lap 319. Morgan Shepard has just bounced off the wall. In the middle of turns three and four, he has kept going in Richard Jackson's Pontiac, but he has apparently dropped a little bit of debris on his car, and the caution flag is waving. What a terrible break for Jimmy Spencer and Terry Labonte. Caution for debris at lap 320 after Morgan Shepard bounces off the wall in turn four. Going to take those drivers off of the lead lap and severely hurt their chances to win the Miller 500. Live coverage of the Miller 500 on Motor Racing Network from Dover, Delaware. Alan Bestwick here with Barney Hall, Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Mike Bagley in the pit and garage areas. Joe Moore on the back straightaway, and at this point, on the lead lap, we have 10 drivers left in this race. Rusty Wallace and Terry Labonte were two of them. Wallace in the garage area. Right now, he's with Mike Bagley. And he's just climbed from his Miller Ford. Rusty, the hood is up. What is the problem? It looks like the motor broke a camshaft. I can't tell right now, but it was running really good, and it just shut off in the back straightaway, so he... It's, it's When you turn it over, it sounds kind of funny inside there. Distributor won't turn, so it's either a timing chain or a camshaft, something like that. That's Rusty Wallace, the crew, thrashing under the hood of his Miller Lite board. And had a little collision on pit road there a moment ago between uh, Steve Grissom and Johnny Benson. Nothing real serious. They're, those pits get very tight down there, but they kind of scrubbed each other trying to get in and out of the pits just a moment ago. Dale Earnhardt makes a late pit stop. He is down and away, goes back onto the racetrack. We haven't even mentioned Dale too much today, Alan. He is uh, were. Two laps down, back in 23rd position, so it has not been a good day for Earnhardt and the GM Goodwrench uh, service team. Wally Dallenbach behind the wall, subbing for Robbie Gordon today. Robbie receiving some second and third degree burns to his right hand, right thigh, and also both of his wrists in a fire during the Indianapolis 500. Back on Tuesday, Wally and his teammates car today because his machine not scheduled to run this race. Unfortunately, he is behind the wall with our Winston Kelly. See if we can ease in here. Wally, what's the problem on the car? Uh, seems like we've got a carburetor problem. Uh, we've been struggling all day with it, and uh, 
We tried fixing it, but I guess we're going to have to try to change it and see if we can at least get this Coors Light car to finish today. That's the word from Wally Dahlenbach, as Alan mentioned, substituting for Robbie Gordon. They thought it was a float that was stuck, and as Wally just mentioned, they're going to try to replace the carburetor. Kenny Schrader made an extra pit stop in the Skull Chevrolet. They only got two lug nuts on the left rear tire, so he came back down pit road. They topped it off with fuel. This caution flag a break for a lot of the teams, especially Jeremy Mayfield. They were within five laps of coming into pit which could have caught them behind like what happened to Jimmy Spencer. So a break for the teams that had not come in for their green flag pit stop. Terry Labonte is on his fourth stop under this particular caution flag. We mentioned he got caught by the yellow after stopping under the green. He's been back in several times under the caution. Winston Kelly going to go follow up there with Terry Labonte's team. As a matter of fact, Jim Phillips is already there, Jim. Yeah, I've been watching the work here. They've been working under the left front uh, tire. And, uh, like you said, he's made uh, three or four stops here, and uh, we need to find out from Gary Dehart. Gary, what's your problem there? I think so, Terry. What's that? What's your problem there? We had a right front go down on us. So that was a problem. That's Alan. That's the reason he swung wide up there and uh, almost caught the wall or caught it somewhat as the right front tire went down on Terry Labonte. And a tough day for Terry and a number of other drivers here at Dover today. Take a minute to say hello to Greg Littell, the Director of Operations for the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company and Sports Marketing Enterprises of R.J. Reynolds here with us today at uh, Dover. Greg with the folks from Winston, sponsors of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. And I know the uh, rave reviews for the running of the Winston were very good words for you folks to hear a couple of weeks ago. Yes, it was, Alan. It's good to be here today. Yes, the Winston was an outstanding event for us. Um, uh, you were there and you saw the crowd. And you saw how excited they were. It was a, it was a great time. Great night. $70,000, the NASCAR Winston Cup leader bonus, and I know you'd be very happy to pass out that check to uh, the race winner today if he would be the NASCAR Winston Cup championship leader after the event. That's correct, and uh, just looking at the board here, there's uh, there's four drivers that is mathematically uh, eligible today to win that, and uh, three of them are right here in the top oh, top ten, so we, uh, we've got us uh, a heck of a deal going here for $70,000. And, of course, if no one wins it, there's 80000 next week at Pocono. And you got a bigger check to write, too. If somebody comes up with a Winston Million, that's a, to win the Winston Million, that's a good possibility. Absolutely. Uh, Jeff Gordon, as you know, uh, won the Daytona 500, then won the, the Coca-Cola 600. Uh, all he needs to do is go to Darlington and, and win that one and, and We'll write him a check for $1 million. Hasn't been done since 1985. Sounds easy, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, it's, uh, it's, we would love to see him win it. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a long time since uh, Bill Elliott won, and uh, we'd love to write him that check. Be an exciting weekend at Darlington on Labor Day weekend as Jeff goes for that Winston Million. Greg, about to get back to Green. Appreciate you dropping by, and good to see you as always. Thank you, guys. Greg Littell, Director of Operations for Sports Marketing Enterprises, the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company. The folks from Winston here with us at Dover today as that NASCAR Winston Cup leader bonus looms. Jeff Gordon coming into this event not very far behind Terry Labonte. In fact, uh, just six points behind Terry in the NASCAR Winston Cup championship standing. So if he can win the race... He would take over that championship lead from Terry, especially after Terry getting caught behind here by this caution flag, and uh, he'd be in good shape to collect that bonus money too. I wouldn't bet against you. Really a tough break for Jimmy Spencer and Terry Labonte on getting caught by the caution a minute ago. Pace car about to pull off the banking up in turn number four, ease in behind the wall and cut them loose one more time here this afternoon at Dover Downs. Six times we have seen the caution flag fly here at Dover. Dale Jarrett leads right behind him sits Jeff Gordon as they get ready to go back to green. Jeff Burton lines up third, then Kyle Petty, then Mark Martin as they race off into turn number one. First car, a lap down. 
to the inside of the racetrack will be Kenny Wallace. He'll position his car right behind the leader off turn two. Kenny Wallace squeezes down there. Also, Jimmy Spencer goes to work right away. So that's two cars separating the leader from second place. Jeff Gordon, single file is away. They make their way off turn to three and down to turn four. Now, Kenny Wallace is uh, a little bit back in the uh, pack. He is running a couple of laps down, four laps down to the race leader. Jimmy Spencer is two laps down. Jeff Gordon is the second place car. He's got his hands full with Jeff Burton for third in traffic. Gordon's trying to get down to the inside of Spencer to get by him. All the while, Jeff Burton's all over his rear deck. Here's Burton now flaring out to the outside to get by Gordon while he goes down low to try to pass Spencer. And Jimmy Spencer giving it everything that's in that car to get up there and catch Dale Jarrett and at least get a lap back and works at it real hard as they go down in turn number one. He's got a long ways to go. He's a good 15 or 20 car lengths behind. Plus, he's got to deal with Jeff Gordon, who's trying to chase down the leader. They're off two. Here comes Gordon trying to work his way off turn two. What he did not want to see is himself trapped behind slower traffic and Dale Jarrett getting away. That's exactly what's happened as Jarrett's again open up nearly a second lead. Actually, it is exactly an even second as Dale Jarrett crosses the start-finish line. Still, Jeff Gordon trying to deal with the car of Jimmy Spencer. A couple of laps down, trying to see if he can get up and get one of them back from Jarrett. This time, Jimmy Spencer goes a little bit wide in turn two, opens the inside lane. Here's Gordon now, pouring on the steam down low. Got his Chevrolet up alongside, trying to make the pass into turn three, but Spencer's still strong. He'll slam the door and keep him behind him for now. Jimmy just wants to keep the leader in sight in case he does have some problems and can get up there and get his lap back. He can't just afford to pull over and let Jeff Gordon go, so he's going to run pretty hard here for a lap or two. From the Dover Downs International Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Eight cars on the lead lap as we move into the final stages of the Miller 500 at Dover Downs International Speedway. It is Dale Jarrett out in front of Jeff Gordon by a little bit better than a second. Ricky Rudd, Ernie Irvin, Mark Martin, Jeff Burton, Kyle Petty, and Jeremy Mayfield. The rest of those on the lead lap as we work toward the finish of this event. Just joining us, Jarrett has basically been the dominant driver since winning a race off pit road with his teammate Ernie Irvin. Back at lap 187, he and Jeff Gordon have traded the lead between them pretty much for the uh, distance of the race since then. Interesting in that those two drivers have been the dominant lap leaders. In the 1997 NASCAR Winston Cup Series season, Jarrett has led coming into this race 987 laps. Gordon, 846 the next closest driver was Rusty Wallace at 423. Shows you just how strong Jarrett and Gordon have been as far as laps led this year. Been absolutely the two dominant cars for the most part all season long. Jeff Gordon's distance between himself and leader Dale Jarrett has pretty well stabilized for the moment. Dale's having to work around all those lap cars that we talked about. That seven or eight car pack that was directly ahead. He has just moved around Terry Labonte. But Gordon's not losing any ground, Joe Moore, and he's getting through traffic just as good as the leader is. He was held up for a while. A couple of cars there were racing side by side, and it uh, cost him some time. But now he's picked his way through some of that traffic, just getting by Terry Labonte and Hunt Strickland. And now just uh, one car separates him from Dale Jarrett. Well, Jeff Gordon's team had their chance to make final adjustments on that car when they came down pit road for their last stop at lap 411. That's provided the race goes green to the end. We won't see them stop again. And Mike Bagley is down in the pits with Ray Evernham to find out if they think they've made the right adjustments to get him a shot at catching Dale Jarrett. Ray Evernham is on top of the toolbox, clocking his driver. We tap him on the knee as Jeff comes off the corner right now. The stopwatch is going. Ray waved us off. We talked earlier to Ray about the changes he made on the last pit stop. He feels that he's made the right one. He comes down. He's writing down on his tablet. He says that Jeff feels that he can catch Dale Jarrett, provided that lap traffic cuts him some slack. 
Ray Everham still writing down on his tablet, clocking his driver. We'll get some thoughts from him in just a few moments. The interval just about the same, although there is no traffic between leader Dale Jarrett now and Jeff Gordon. The only thing that's there is a space of about 15 or 20 car lengths. A couple of cars directly ahead of the leader, however, off turn two. And Jarrett's going to have to close in on a couple of cars. One of those on the tail end of the lead lap. Jeremy Mayfield rides just ahead of Ted Musgrave. And Jarrett now bears down on those two machines as Gordon closes in. They come off turn number four. There will be 60 laps to go in the Miller 500. Jarrett around the Ted Musgrave car now up on the back deck of Jeremy Mayfield. Mayfield, the eighth place car. Last machine on the lead lap at this point. The leader beginning to work on him in one. Jarrett closes in on Jeremy Mayfield now as he enters turn number two off the corner and wide up against the outside retaining wall. Single file. No indication as of yet that Jarrett's going to try to make the move by. Got to be aware, though, that look behind him is Jeff Gordon closing in even more. Dale's going to have no choice but to get around Jeremy Mayfield because uh, he's a little bit quicker than Jeremy is. And if he rides right there, Gordon's going to close the gap. He tries to get underneath Jeremy down in turn number one. Jeremy drifts up, gives him a little room as they go off turn two. He Jenkins had planted down on the inside lane. Now up alongside Jeremy Mayfield. He'll clear that car. Off turn number two on the back straightaway. Now Mayfield and Musgrave separate Jarrett from Jeff Gordon. And Jeff Gordon has taken advantage of Jarrett having to work his way around Mayfield, trying to stay on the tail end of the lead lap to considerably chop the distance on the race leader. Now just a matter of a handful of car lengths from first back to second as Gordon goes to work on the traffic. Jeff goes down to the inside of Ted Musgrave. Gets by that car but drives into so deep his Chevrolet washes up the banking of turn number two. Now Jarrett gets a good run off turn two, hits the back straightaway. Gordon tries to catch him again as they enter turn three. The one thing that makes Jeff Gordon the driver he is, he doesn't get frustrated. He got caught in behind that lap traffic. He kind of stayed where he was there for about a lap and a half. Saw an opening here in the front straightaway, picked off one car. He only needs to get around Jeremy Mayfield now to get up there to the leader as they work off turn two. Mayfield goes wide. That's the exact same line that Gordon takes, but now he chops it down off turn two, pulls up alongside Mayfield's Ford, flashes by him. Now he's only about six car lengths behind Dale Jarrett. It was 1.4 seconds at lap 419. Here at lap 443, it is 0.7 seconds. The distance between the front two, small enough to measure in those car lengths as Jeff Gordon continues dogging Dale Jarrett back to one. Jarrett works down to the inside of the track in turn one, looks ahead. There's another three or four cars he's going to have to deal with in the next few laps. But between he and Jeff Gordon, nothing but space, about five car lengths worth. Got plenty of time left to do it. As they come back to the line, there'll be 55 miles to go, 55 laps remaining in the Miller 500 here at Dover Downs this afternoon. And Dale Jarrett, you can bet, very much aware right now, looking in that rearview mirror to see how much closer Gordon is getting. He is within about four car lengths, although his car kicks up a little bit in the middle of turns one and two. Gordon gets a good run off turn two, chases Dale Jarrett down this back straightaway as Jarrett now closes in on lap traffic. Darrell Waltrip just ahead of the race leader. Jarrett has to go up high to get around Darrell Waltrip, has to hesitate a minute in four to get back on the throttle. Jeff Gordon down to within two car lengths as they cross the start-finish line. 54 laps to go, the race for the lead on in one. Gordon as well clears Darrell Waltrip going into turn one. Now once again, nothing but space between he and Jarrett. Jarrett takes it wide off turn two. Hits the back straightaway. Just three car lengths. The deficit between Jarrett and Gordon. Sometimes we say catching is one thing. Getting around somebody is another. But right now, Dale Jarrett's car is about as good as it can be. It works at the bottom of the racetrack, so he's going to be able to make it wide if he needs to. He's going to be able to take it to the bottom of the racetrack to make Gordon really work to get around him. The laps wind down, 53 miles, 53 laps left to go as they work off turn number two, two car lengths between them. Certainly Dale Jarrett has a rear mirror full of Jeff Gordon as he closes that even more. Again, two car lengths of deficit. This time, even Jarrett takes a higher line as he makes his way off turn four. 
Working his way down to the start finish line will cross the stripe and we will give now 52 laps to go in this race. MRN Radio bringing you live coverage of the Miller 500 from Dover. Of course, we follow the NASCAR Winston Cup Series just about every week. We would like you to take the time right now to call or write the radio station you're listening to. Thank them for airing MRN Radio broadcast because it is your response that's their only measure what programs to broadcast. To let you know what station you're listening to, we'll pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. Down to the final 50 miles of the Miller 500 at Dover Downs International Speedway. Dale Jarrett, two car lengths ahead of Jeff Gordon. About to put Kyle Petty a lap down the seventh place. Trouble off turn two. John Andretti gets a little push off the corner. Spins down the back straightaway. He backs into the inside retaining wall. Everyone clearly by. And caution immediately comes on to the speedway for the seventh time. Oh, Dale Jarrett's in trouble. Jarrett gets in trouble in turn number two. Spins, tags the outside wall, rolls down to the inside. He and Kenny Wallace is well involved off turn two. Jarrett refires the car. Did not make that hard a damage when he tagged the outside wall. Let's see what happens. He fires the car up off turn two, comes down the back straightaway, at least on the right side. No damage to Jarrett's Ford, although now we see some damage on the rear. Deja vu all over again. Dale Jarrett running third in this event a year ago, late in the race when he slipped in another car's liquid that was dropped on the speedway and crashed off turn two. Now while leading, coming back around to an accident scene to the caution flag, Jarrett gets into the wall in turn number two again, handing the top spot in the race to Jeff Gordon. With 49 laps to go, pit stops when we come back. The Miller 500 has taken a dramatic turn in its late laps as both Dale Jarrett and Jeff Gordon are damaged in the aftermath of a spin-off turn two. As the leaders get ready to come to pit road, we will follow their stops, then go back and recap what happened with Joe Moore. But basically, it looked like Jarrett slowed when the accident happened in front of him, and Jeff Gordon didn't slow as fast. And Gordon's front end connected with Jarrett's back end. We see the whole hood on the DuPont machine, and the grill caved in. The back end of Jarrett's machine all wrinkled up. Here come the leaders leaders to pit road with 47 laps to go down to pit road and Jim Phillips well let's see if he's got enough spoiler to, to make a difference and uh, keep his car down and uh, the spoiler looks like it's just about where it needs to be he's lost the rear bumper of course the back quarter panels are bowed out they get those pushed in the, all the front of the car looks okay they make a chassis adjustment on the left rear they fill it up with the 76 racing fuel change. They put four new sticker tires on it. So Jared looks like he's not hurt all that bad. Now let's go to Mike Bagley. Jeff Gordon is in for service. They're doing a tire change right side and left side. Ray Everham pounds his hand on the hood as the front end of Gordon's radiator caved in. However, it appears to be cosmetic. Only the mesh film has been in, and there's right side damage to the right front. Ray Everham over there pulling the metal away. Jeff Gordon has left the pit lane, but a lot of thrashing on the DuPont Chevrolet under caution here. And the race off pit road will be won by Dale Jarrett. He is back on the speedway first. Ricky Rudd's crew get him out second in line and followed by Ernie Irvin. Looks like Jeff Burton and then Mark Martin. That's the way they'll line up here for the restart. So the question is, was Dale Jarrett's handling significantly damaged by the spin and the bump over there in turn two? What about Jeff Gordon? Can he come back through and... What about damage to the radiator? A lot of unanswered questions in the final 47 laps of the Miller 500. Don't go away. From Dover Downs International Speedway, this is MRN Radio.
Back at Dover, the Miller 500 taking a dramatic turn when an accident off turn two in front of race leaders Dale Jarrett and Jeff Gordon causes them to get together as uh, Jarrett slowed for the accident scene and Gordon nipped him from behind. Jarrett back on the racetrack with the lead. Gordon back on pit road. Jim Phillips is in Jarrett's pit. Jim, uh, some damage to the back end. Do they think it'll affect the handling? All right, let's ask Todd Perry. Todd, <laughs> that thing's going pretty well your way. Then a bad break there. What kind of damage do you have? Do you, do you think it'll affect your race car much? I hope not, Jim. You know, it's just a little damage to the back end, a little sheet metal damage. We've had a little bit of sheet metal damage on the right rear all day long, but who knows? This aero thing plays a big part in this sport. we got a really good race car and an awesome race car driver, so I think we might be able to do it. It didn't look to me like it pushed the spoiler down any. Is that the way it looked to you? No, if anything, I hope it pushed it up a little bit. That's what we need, a little bit more spoiler. All right, that's Todd Perrett, crew chief for Dale Jarrett. And Jeff Gordon's car has just been turned in behind the wall. Mike Bagley has been watching. Mike, uh, what kind of damage there? And it is more than cosmetic. The radiator's been pushed in. Now Jeff just pulls his car in right into the entrance of the garage area. NASCAR officials say get it in here further. Crew members jump under the hood as now Gordon's car is being pushed. Gordon has not dropped the window net, but five crew members thrash around the DuPont Chevrolet as now they have some work to do. The radiator pushed back almost onto the engine as now they try to cool it down. They're pouring water on it as he's overheating here in the garage area. Hard way to end the day after having the kind of run he has had and fought his way back to the front of the field about four or five different times this afternoon. Very, well, I'm not going to say they won't. If they have to replace the radiator, it's very unlikely, Alan, they'll get it back in there and get back on the racetrack with 44 miles to go. They could, but not very likely. We've got a lap to go before they put them back in the green. You never know for that race team. They've done some uh, amazing repairs before, but uh, at very least, Jeff Gordon is out of the running to win the race as he has now gone a lap down as the field has gone past him. So some strange uh, turns of events in the closing miles of the Miller 500. Now we've got Dale Jarrett on the point with a damaged back end and questions about the aerodynamics and the handling of his car. Ricky Rudd right behind him, Ernie Irvin, Jeff Burton, Mark Martin, those cars on the lead lap, along with Kyle Petty, who got a lap back when Jared spun, and Jeremy Mayfield, who was also back onto the lead lap. So we got those seven cars about ready to decide the Miller 500. And uh, Ricky Rudd and Ernie Irvin all of a sudden looking like they're in pretty good shape for the finish of this thing, too. Well, we've said many a time here at Dover, those last 100 miles, anything can happen, usually does. Pace car behind the pit wall, and maybe we can settle this one now to the checkered flag under green. Green flag goes back in the air. They head down to turn number one. Good start again for Dale Jarrett. He pulls away from Ricky Rudd by one, two, three car lengths before they get over to turn two. Rudd makes his way by Ken Schrader now. Picks up the position there while further back Ernie Irvin goes to work on Schrader. Here he is off turn two, digging down to the inside of the track. He'll bring Jeff Burton with him as he raced down to turn three. Work their way into the corner now. It is Burton right behind Ernie Irvin, right behind Ricky Rudd, but several car lengths of empty racetrack up to Dale Jarrett, who has already opened himself up seven-tenths of a second of an advantage now as Jarrett tries to pull away. Let's see if he can. He stretches it out by about 10 car lengths, coming off turn two, hitting the back straight away. The good race going on from second and the third positions. Ernie Irvin there bearing down on Ricky Rudd and Jeff Burton all over the rear deck of Irvin's Ford. Well, I don't believe the aerodynamics is hurt at all on Dale Jarrett's car as quickly as he pulled away and is able to maintain the interval. In fact, it's getting bigger right now as he works his way back into turn number one. The scramble is going to be for second place. That's where all the action's going on now as they move into the back straightaway. Irvin drifts up high going into turn one. Look to the outside of Ricky 
Mikey Rudd momentarily then, but when he did, Jeff Burton looked to the inside of him. Now they all fall back in line, single file, racing to turn three. Second, third, and fourth, a tight contest at this point, along with fifth, sixth, and seventh, a little distance between those groups, as we now have 40 laps to go in the event. Dale Jarrett out in front as Ricky Rudd tries to hold off Ernie Irvin for second. Irvin drifts up the banking once again, going into turn one, just drives it in real deep. Now drops down to the inside, tries to get the nose of his Ford underneath Ricky Rudd's Ford. He'll complete that move down in turn three and grab the position. And he might bring Jeff Burton along with him. Ricky just can't get the car back down, and underneath him comes Jeff Burton, and he's about to lose the spot. Now Ricky comes charging back, doesn't want to give it up that much. They go door to door down to turn number one, and finally Burton will get around it. The leader's off two. Burton picks up the third spot. Ricky Rudd falls in line in fourth. Now Mark Martin back in the fifth position comes into the battle. Here's Rudd. He'll drop down to the inside of Jeff Burton. Side by side, they go to three, and Rudd gets the spot back. And Ricky Rudd moves back to the third position. Let's go downstairs. Jeff Gordon has just refired his Chevrolet. The crew has replaced the radiator and duct taped it and bungee corded it. There's trouble for Dale Jarrett on the racetrack. Smoke pouring from the rear of Jarrett's car. He slows on the back straightaway. Ernie Irvin comes by and takes the lead. Problems for Dale Jarrett. He slows here on the back stretch. Boy, when things happen at Dover, they happen in a hurry. A moment ago, Jeff Gordon had the problem over in turn number two. Now, all of a sudden, he is off the pace. Dale Jarrett down to the apron of the racetrack. Could be. The engine is gone in that car. Changes again at the front of the field. Let's see if Jim Phillips can update us on that. Jim? Well, uh, really, the crew don't know what's going on. They're all looking up on the wall like I am, and uh, no indication uh, from Dale Jarrett on what happened. The crew is getting up uh, ready to service Dale Jarrett, but he comes down to the pit lane. Here he comes in. Does not appear to be under power as he comes down pit road. Boy, a strange turn of events for Dale Jarrett as he comes coasting toward his pit stall. In fact, he goes right by. Jarrett goes right on by his pit stall, turns into the garage. Dale Jarrett with a chance to win the race inside the final 40 laps. It's over. Now Ernie Irvin's the leader, and he's got his hands full in the backstretch. Ricky Rudd right there with him, trying to get by. Jeff Burton is there as well as a three-way battle for the top spot. Maybe more than that before it's over here. we still got a long ways to go. Third, fourth, and fifth place cars close enough to catch up to the front three as they all work down into turn number one. There are still 35 miles to go, and what is a three-way battle for the moment could turn into a four- or five-way battle real quick. They're off turn two. They're all stacked up here, coming off turn two going wide to get by some of the slower cars. Ernie Irvin showing the way. Ricky Rudd a car length behind him. Jeff Burton a car length back. Then the next three, some five car lengths behind him. Here's Jeff Burton looking underneath Ricky Rudd off turn four, trying to get the second spot away. Is not able to do so. Jeff Gordon is back on the racetrack. 30th position now. Running, let's see, he is 10 laps down to the race leader back in 30th position. Here's the challenge for second. Jeff Burton dives to the inside of Ricky Rudd. Gets the run off turn two. Makes the pass going into turn three. Boy, that racing between those two has become very intense three or four times. They've swapped that spot back and forth. Ricky says, well, if you can do it, I can do it. Dives underneath him, coming off turn number four. Burton goes back to third. Meanwhile, that third, fourth, and fifth place car get even closer to everybody else as they work off turn two. Because of Ricky Rudd and Jeff Burton racing side by side for a while, it has allowed Mark Martin, Kyle Petty, and Jeremy Mayfield to close in on them. So now five cars stacked up for positions two, three, and four. Ricky Rudd 
Jeff Burton, Mark Martin, Kyle Petty, and Jeremy Mayfield. Those five cars, but they're falling farther and farther behind Ernie Irvin, who looked like he was out of it back at lap 186 when he collided with Dale Jarrett, leaving pit road and fell all the way to the back of the field. Now Irvin is out in front as Burton goes after second again. Burton again dives to the inside, off turn two, gets up alongside Ricky Rudd, and door to door they race back to turn three. And we might see uh, everybody get turned around in that pack as hard as they're all racing back there for second place for the moment. Ricky Rudd trying to hang on to it. Jeff Burton trying to get underneath. Ricky down in turn number one. Sitting right behind him is Mark Martin. Let's go to the garage. Caught up with Dale Jarrett. Dale's climb from the Ford Quality Care Ford. Obviously disgusted. His smoke billowing from the machine. He's now walking towards the hauler. See if we can get a comment with Dale. Dale's walking off in disgust. Gingerly getting out of the vehicle. He's walking to the hauler. Very slowly opens the door. Dale, what happened? Something went wrong in the motor. Uh, no warning. Everything was fine. Just seized up going into one. That's Dale Jarrett, obviously upset and frustrated. His race-leading car now sits smoking in the garage area. Tough break for Dale Jarrett. Uh, had that car that looked like it was in pretty good position to win. He's now in the garage with 30 laps to go in the race. Ernie Irvin continuing to pull away from the field as Ricky Rudd and Jeff Burton continue to go out. Well, trouble to turn one. It's Ernie Irvin. He backs out of the outside retaining wall all by himself, racing down to turn one. A lot of damage to the rear of the car. He rolls down the banking. Here's Ricky Rudd now coming around to take the lead. What else can happen here at Dover in this final 100 miles? cannot believe that. He went into the wall up there, bounced down to the bottom of the racetrack, almost got tagged by three or four cars, Joe Moore. Very lucky not to get hit. They were all piled up. We talked about the second, third, fourth, and fifth place cars all piling up on Ernie Irvin, trying to chase him down, and all the racing going on among themselves. They were all there when his car broke loose and slammed hard into the outside retaining wall. Again, there were no other cars involved. Maybe a tire cut down, whatever it could be, but the car just shot up the banking and backed hard into the wall in turn two. An unbelievable Closing stage of the Miller 500 now finds Ernie Irvin out of contention for the win after a hard crash in turns one and two. Ricky Rudd won the race back to the caution flag, and that five-car shootout that was for second place just a minute ago is now going to become a five-car shootout for the win over the race's final 25 laps or so. Ernie Irvin has climbed from his machine and has climbed into the ambulance for the ride of the infield care center after a hard crash in turn one while leading and comfortably in the lead the Miller 500 in its closing laps. Now under this caution flag, a couple of the now five remaining cars on the lead lap have stopped for tires. The other three have not. Let's go to Winston Kelly. Well, Jeremy Mayfield and Jeff Burton, the two cars that came in, they didn't make any chassis adjustment with wedge. If they did, it was with air pressure. We should note that under the caution flag that Jeff Gordon got together with Dale Jarrett, that's when Jeremy Mayfield was able to get his lap back. So that's why he's one of the five cars still on the lead lap. They've done a good job in Jeremy Mayfield's pits all day long to keep him up there, and he's driven his tail off on the racetrack. Well, what Marty, else is going to happen here? Go ahead. Let's get a word from Jim Long. Jim, you chose not to pit. Uh, Ricky's car must feel pretty good to you. Yeah, it was a little tight, but we're better on scuff tires. We did this scenario earlier, and we think we're pretty good with what we got here. Well, they always told me to bring the best car you could to the racetrack, get in a position to win. You might pull one off, but that looks like the scenario today. Yes, sir. You always got to keep charging. You never know what's going to happen. So that's Jim Long, crew chief for Ricky Rudd. They, get, they say their tires are just beginning to come in. And, uh, Jim, you're just uh, jolly on the spot here. You've been named Western Auto Mechanic of the race. Congratulations. Man, this is great, man. This team's coming together. All these guys work hard. It's just a matter of time here. Looks like maybe it'll be today. 
$2,000 to Jim, and his name goes into that season-ending $25,000 fund. Ricky started 13th on the day, and he worked his way up to third and stayed there for a long time before his break came. Ricky Rudd, Mark Martin, Kyle Petty on old tires or older tires. Jeff Burton and Jeremy Mayfield on new tires. That'll be the scene when we go back to the green flag. Right now, 25 laps to go in the Miller 500, and Rudd is out in front. From the Dover Downs International Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Back at Dover Downs International Speedway with 25 miles to go in the Miller 500. The caution waving for the eighth time in the race after Ernie Irvin crashed in turn one while leading the event and while having a pretty comfortable lead as well. Ernie did climb from the machine and has gone to the infield care center. Just joining us, all this craziness at the end of the race began at lap 450. Dale Jarrett with a pretty good lead on Jeff Gordon of a... A little bit under a second. Slowed after John Andretti got bumped and spun off turn two. Gordon got into the back of Jarrett as he didn't slow as quickly as Dale did. Both cars suffering damage. Gordon goes behind the wall to have a radiator replaced. He's back on the racetrack, though running well down in the field. Jarrett goes out, makes a pit stop, goes out in the lead. Then the engine gives up on his car a few laps later. Now, Ernie Irvin inherits the lead after Jarrett goes out, has a comfortable advantage on the second spot. Then he crashes all by himself in turn number one after something apparently happened to his uh, machine. And we'll get a word from Ernie when he comes from the infield care center. But just an unbelievable turn of events here late in the Miller 500. It's kind of reminiscent of a few races we have seen at Dover over the years. Can't remember what year it was, but uh, within the last 100 miles, I remember, we had five different guys that got in the lead. Every time whoever got in the lead crashed, blew up, whatever. Kale lost it. Neil Bonnet lost the lead. The late Neil Bonnet lost the lead. Somebody else, and, and it was that way, and it's kind of that way today here. And uh, that, if I'm not mistaken, was you're talking about the event that um, Jody Ridley won. Might have been. Is that, yeah. is that the race where yeah, just things, it was. Yeah. things just happened, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, the, the lead just kept changing hands over the, the, the course of the event. Uh, Barney watching out on the racetrack now as the cleanup continues from uh, Ernie Irvin's accident. Chad Little's machine is going to the garage, so he will be done short of the finish. Uh, also here in the last little while, Gary Bradbury has taken his machine to the garage, as has Wally Dallenbach, and we are looking at five cars on the lead lap now as we get set to finish the Miller 500. Race fans, be sure and enter to win a new Fleetwood RV and other great prizes, including two trips for two to the 98 Winston 500 at the Talladega Super Speedway in Alabama. Call toll-free now if you'd like to enter. The number's 800-234-6925. Well, we talked about uh, Ricky Rudd and Mark Martin, how good they were running, and uh, Kyle Petty. Jeff Burton's been a factor up there all afternoon. We haven't uh, gotten a word out of his pit lately. I think Winston Kelly is down there. Winston, I'm sure they feel like they can still win this thing. Yeah, they do. Uh, Buddy Parrott, the crew chief on the car, has been talking to the NASCAR officials. Buddy, you elected to pit. The other guys up front didn't. Why that call? Well, I'll tell you what. One more race is putting tires on, and I haven't been putting on tires. So Jeff's done a great job. we got to get by those guys, but uh, believe me, we got time to do it. How about, did you put on stickers or scuffs? I put on stickers. That's the word from Buddy Parrott. They put on stickers, meaning brand-new tires that have not been on the racetrack yet. It'll be interesting to see how what strategy was played out on pit road by staying out there. The guys that came in and got the tires, who it's going to pay off for. We'll have 22 miles to go when they come back around this time. It'll give us 22 laps remaining in the Miller 500. I'll tell you what, we've had more go on here in the last, what, 30 minutes we have all day long. I can't believe it. Been a wild finish to this race, and we're not done yet. Field getting the signal now. One lap, and we'll go back racing. So the green will come out with 21 laps and 21 miles to go in the Miller 500. All the fans here at the Monster Mile on their feet. 
probably as disbelieving as we are at the strange turn of events that we've seen in the last 30 miles of this event and wondering what's going to happen in the final 20 as we get set to decide the finish. Because we're inside of 25 laps to go, only the five cars on the lead lap are allowed to restart in the outside line of cars. So Ricky Rudd, Mark Martin, Kyle Petty, Jeff Burton, and Jeremy Mayfield will be by themselves in that outside line. Everybody else will have to be down on the inside line of the cars a lap or more down. It's kind of uh, at your discretion uh, earlier in the race whether you want to do that or not. But within the final 25 laps, only those cars on the lead lap can go to the outside line. So that is just the five machines we discussed earlier. Remember the front three have on tires... Uh, that have been on their machines since lap 453. The other two in the back, Jeff Burton and Jeremy Mayfield, have 20 lap fresher tires, having just come in under this most recent caution. And now we get set for what will be a 21-lap sprint to the finish in this running of the Miller 500 after the unfortunate accident that took Ernie Irvin out of the race while he was leading a little while ago. Field working their way over into turns three and four, getting ready to take the green flag and go back at it and settle the Miller 500 here. Kyle Petty, a former winner here. His latest win came in 1995. Ricky Rudd, a three-time winner at Dover, currently leads this thing. His last win came in 1992 at Dover. Green is in the air, and they're heading for turn number one. Good start for Ricky Rudd. He gets away by one, two, three car lengths as they work their way back into turn number one. Rudd is gone like a jackrabbit. Mark Martin finds himself buried behind the car of Ken Schrader, losing ground to Ricky Rudd all the while as Rudd hits the back straightaway, stretches out the lead. Further back, you've got Jeff Burton going to work on Kyle Petty. He goes down to the inside and grabs the third spot. Here's Ken Schrader, the first car a lap down in sixth position, trying to get underneath Ricky Rudd to get back in the lead lap in case another caution should come out. Rudd moves low, crowds him a little bit. Schrader has to fall back in line with Mark Martin behind him. Here now a change for the fourth position. Jeremy Mayfield goes to the inside of Kyle Petty, grabs that up front. Ken Schrader goes after his lap down to the inside of Ricky Rudd. Here's Mark Martin piling in. Jeff Burton is there. Four cars dueling in three. Almost the best thing Ricky could have done, if he had thought about it probably, was to let him go early down in the corner. Now he can't. If he lets him go, the other two cars in the form of Mark Martin and Jeff Burton are going to go with him. They are still door to door as they go back to turn number one. Rudd and Schrader racing side by side to turn one. Rudd, the race leader. Schrader trying to get back on the tail end of the lead lap. Here's Mark Martin now flaring down to the inside of Schrader. Rudd safely gets away. Now Mark Martin goes to the inside of the lap car. Schrader tried to get his lap back, did not succeed, gets out of the way, lets the lead lap cars by to go on and race for the win. Rudd, Martin, Burton, and Mayfield, then Schrader, then the final lead lap car of Kyle Petty, 18 to go. Single file working back off turn two. Ricky Rudd trying to stretch out his advantage as Brett Bodine slows on the racetrack and goes into the garage area. Into turn number three, Rudd has a car length on Mark Martin. That's a good, let's give a call to Kenny Schrader there for what he did, Alan. He tried to race, get his lap back when he saw he couldn't do it. He did, as you said, move out of the way and let the guys have the finish here that are on the lead lap. They go back into turn number one. Laps winding down. 17 miles to go. They're chasing Ricky Rudd off turn two. Four forwards going at it up front off turn number two. On the back straightaway, Ricky Rudd has two car links on Mark Martin. Two car links back to Jeff Burton. A car length behind him is Jeremy Mayfield. Run up on Kenny Wallace's car. Moving slowly down on the bottom side of the racetrack. Around turn four comes Rudd. To the start-finish line. 16 laps to go. Ricky getting away from Mark Martin. Just a little bit each lap around. They're back in one. Rudd extends that lead. Now coming back to turn two. Some five car lengths but they're bunched up from Mark Martin on back. Now Kyle Petty's Pontiac joins that pack. A four-way battle for second third positions. Ricky Rudd has a little bit of breathing room for the moment. About seven or eight car lengths as they work their way through turns three and four. Back into the front straightaway. Mark Martin pedaling hard right now. Jeff Burton doing the same thing. Jeremy Mayfield and Kyle
Kyle Petty. Those four go after the leader as they work off turn number two and head for the back straight. Here now Jeremy Mayfield tightening up on Jeff Burton. This will be the race for the third spot off the corner. He peeks to the inside of Burton, sees no opportunity. Back in line, single file as he raced to three. So far, the fresh tires that Jeff Burton and Jeremy Mayfield have, the 20-lap fresher tires have not been a big factor yet, though we still have at this point 14 laps to go in the race. It could come to play in those final 14 laps. Rudd, three car lengths on Mark Martin. Back to two. Mark Martin just up the banking a little bit. Loses even more ground to Ricky Rudd. He stretches it out. Nearly five car lengths. The advantage. Jeff Burton falls in line in third. Jeremy Mayfield in fourth. And Kyle Petty in fifth. Good solid run for all these cars all day long. Ricky Rudd has fought his way to the front a couple of times early in the race when he was back there about 17th or 18th. Just had all kinds of patience. Worked his way up there little by little each segment of the race. When the other guys had a little problem and he was there to take advantage, he suddenly is the leader. The question is, can he stay that way? Mark Martin isn't gaining any ground, Joe, but he's not losing. Still about five car lengths, the deficit from Rudd. Back to Mark Martin in the second spot. Work their way now. The leaders do. Free of any lap traffic. Up off of turn number four. Down to the start-finish line. Twelve laps to go. Rudd, Martin, Burton, then Mayfield, and Kyle Petty, the top five as they work their way around, trying to peel off the final miles of the Miller 500. Maybe some of these guys are saving something for the closing laps for right now. They're not showing a whole lot, just kind of holding their ground. As a matter of fact, if anything, losing some ground to Ricky Rudd. He stretches out that lead in turn three. Interval just about the same. The scramble could be for second place as Jeff Burton might try to take it away from Mark Martin as they work their way back into the corner. Let's go to Pit Road. An update on Ernie Irvin. He walked from the ambulance into the infield center he is fine he's okay we just received a report that he wants to stay in the care center he's hot he wants fluids right now he's hooked up to an iv to kind of rehydrate himself after the afternoon here at dover but ernie Irvin is fine but is electing to stay in the care center for some fluids that's the one thing that's never changed here alan is it's very tough on a driver physically at this racetrack also that's, uh, that's for sure, and especially uh, running the whole way the way Ernie Irvin had going out the way he did. I'm sure that's an even bigger letdown to his system, no doubt. Off turn two, onto the backstretch. Mark Martin continuing to pursue Ricky Rudd. It looks like he's trimmed a few feet off Rudd's lead, but not a big mount. Now Rudd washes way wide in four. Martin eats up the ground between them. Took a big run at him. Mark did coming off the corner. Almost had the groove inside for just a second, but Ricky gathers it back in. Goes down on the throttle, takes it back into turns one and two, and pulls away by two car lengths. We're inside ten miles to go, nine laps remaining in the backstretch. Rudd keeps it down to the inside line, this time through turns one and two. Let's see what happens in turn three. A little bit better going into the corner. Now he does wash up a bit. Once again, Mark Martin shuts it down some more. Ricky Rudd has won three times here at Dover Downs International Speedway. Mark Martin has finished second three times. He is pursuing Rudd. Martin is trying to find a way around in the final eight miles. Two car lengths, the deficit now for Mark Martin trying to chase down Ricky Rudd on the straightaway. He doesn't gain much, but over the last few laps we've seen Ricky Rudd go a little bit higher in the corners. Here again in three. He goes wide. Here comes Mark Martin. Mark gets a good run at him one more time, and if he just had that extra 50 feet to work with there, he could get underneath Ricky Rudd, but he wasn't able to do it as they worked their way back into turn number one. We've talked about the front five being on the lead lap as they go down. Kenny Schrader lines up in sixth. Michael Waltrip seventh. Bill Elliott's eighth. Mike Skinner ninth. And Sterling Marlin make up the top ten as the leader goes to turn three. Single file. Ricky Rudd showing the way. Mark Martin just behind it. They're closing in on lap traffic now off turn four. Bobby Labonte's car damaged in an accident. Lap 29 is now to the leader's uh, front 
bumper. Bobby goes to the high side of turn number one. Rudd and Martin go underneath him. They'll see five to go when they come back next time. Working to the inside of Bobby the Bonnie's Pontiac. Here they come off turn two. Now closing in on John Andretti's machine. He'll the back straight away. Ricky Rudd with a two-car length lead over Mark Martin. Does Ricky have enough to hold off Mark Martin? The interval now about two car lengths. The closest that Mark has been is maybe a half a car length a couple of laps ago when he put that run on him coming off turn number four. Ricky dives down to the inside of John Andretti's car as they go off into turn number one. He gives them plenty of racing room. Laps are winding down. Five to go. Front two cars get by Andretti. Now the third place car. Jeff Burton makes the move. Likewise, the fourth place machine. Jeremy Mayfield goes to the inside of the lap traffic and works their way to turn three. Ricky about a half a lane up from the bottom of the racetrack. Martin glued to the bottom off of turn four. Still the two car lengths between them. Four laps to go for Ricky Rudd trying to hold on for the win. Mark Martin staying right with him hoping for a slip. Rudd works his way into turns one and two. Holds the inside lane exactly where he wants to be. Martin doesn't gain any ground at all this time. They work their way off the back stretch into turn three. Last 50 laps or so here, it's been obvious that Ricky Rudd is a man on a mission. We've seen him come back a time or two, fight really hard when he had that battle going on there with Jeff Burton as they go across the line with three laps to go. Very determined to win this race here at Dover. We'll follow him back around one more time as they work off turn two. Here's Ricky Rudd now maintaining about a car length and a half, maybe two car lengths over Mark Martin. They have left the other competitors. Jeff Burton, some ten car lengths back now, riding along in the third spot. Rudd has the machines of Hunt Strickland and Steve Grissom ahead of him as he again washes wide. Mark Martin makes a run at him off turn four. Is right there on the bumper. Two laps to go. Martin again closing a little more ground on Rudd. Back to one. And in the final two laps, traffic will become a factor. Martin is right up on the bumper of Ricky Rudd off turn two. They're closing in on Steve Grissom and Hunt Strickland. Here's Martin going for the inside. Rudd slams the door. He'll look to the outside in three. Ricky doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's been around this business a long time. Getting down, coming off four, about to take the white flag. One lap to go. Mark has give him everything he had that last lap around. Has he got anything left as they go down into turn number one? Lap traffic going to be a big factor, Joe, off turn two. Steve Grissom, the first car. They approach. Grissom goes wide, lets him get by. Here they come off turn two, closing in on Hut Strickland's machine. Mark Martin looks for the opportunity, racing back down into turn three for now. Ricky holds him off. Mark right up on Rudd's back bumper trying to get to him. He tries to cut low off of four. Here is Ricky Rudd going to manage to hold on and beat Mark Martin to the checkered flag. Ricky Rudd wins the Miller 500, extending his string of consecutive wins to 15 straight years on the NASCAR Winston Cup circuit. Jeff Burton will hold off a challenge from Jeremy Mayfield to get third. It'll be Mayfield in fourth and Kyle Petty fifth. And for Ricky Rudd, his fourth win at Dover Downs International Speedway and a very happy tied crew on pit road. Oh, you, there's some tears down here. Congratulations, Jim Long. I didn't hear you. Congratulations. Oh, thanks, man. These guys have worked hard, I'll tell you. They deserve it. Ricky, he's a hell of a driver, man, I'm telling you. They're headed to victory lane. And we'll be going down there to get the thoughts of the winner along with some of the other top finishers in just a little bit. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio, sponsored by Ford Trucks and your local Ford dealer. Have you driven a Ford lately? At Dover Downs International Speedway, the Miller 500 is over. This one had enough twists and turns in the end of the race to fill the plot of a O. Henry book or whatever that famous novelist's name was. I was absent that day at school. But it is in victory lane. Ricky Rudd 
scoring his first win of the 97 season. Rudd holding off a determined last lap charge by Mark Martin for the win. Mark will finish second, Jeff Burton third, Jeremy Mayfield fourth, Kyle Petty fifth, and those five cars, the only ones on the lead lap at race's end. One of the best finishes we have seen all season in a NASCAR Winston Cup competition. Right now, let's go down to the garage area. Mark Martin, you threw everything at Ricky Rudd but the proverbial kitchen sink. Talk about those last five laps. <laughs> I knew if I could get to him, I could take the wind off of him. I didn't know if I could get him loose enough to lose it or not. Boy, we just about did it. That's neat, you know. It was a good run for us. Uh, Valvoline team, uh, they were right there. We weren't fast enough today, but we were there at the end, and uh, we almost won the thing, you know, despite the 88-28 and the, the 24, how they ran. So uh, uh, we'll take this one and go on. The call not to stop, who made that? It looked like it was the right one. Uh, that was my call. Um, I didn't want to stop. Uh, I wanted to take a shot at winning, and uh, sure enough, we did. We had a great shot at it. You know, we just didn't pull it off. When it's that lo- close to the end, you know, it's hard to pass somebody. I'll tell you, if I'd have been in front, wouldn't nobody been getting by me either, you know. And uh, I believe that, uh, that that's the way it's supposed to go down and that, uh, you know, I couldn't wreck him to win the thing. That's stealing, and I don't believe in stealing. So, uh, you know, congratulations to Ricky Rudd. They got this one, and I'll, I'll get them next week. They'll measure this one in inches for the sixth consecutive race. Mark Martin in the top five. Uh, let's see if they've caught up with Jeff Burton. He had a pretty good run himself. Yeah, he did. Just pouring some water over his head, not putting the hat on. Jeff, you started 34th. You worked yourself to the front. You stayed there basically all day. Tell, tell us about your run. Well, we had a great race car. Uh, we're a little better than I thought we were going to be, to be quite honest. We made some changes this morning and sure seemed to help it. Uh, fit crew did a really good job. When you start that far back, you can't afford any bad stops. We had good stops all day long. Uh, we just had a good day, a good solid day. We had a great call. Buddy called, put on four tires. Unfortunately, that set was uh, a little bit tighter than, than we anticipated, and uh, we pushed. But uh, being able to be there in the end and race for the win, that's what it's all about. And uh, to finish third after starting 34th, we got to be pretty pleased. You and some of the other leaders were locked up in a tense battle there towards the end. Tell, tell us about the last 20 laps. Well, that's a lot of fun, you know. Uh, to be honest, 88 had us all covered, and uh, when he had his trouble, that opened the door for a lot of us. Uh, the 24 had trouble. That opened the door for us. Without those two having trouble, wouldn't have been quite as exciting for us. It would have been a hell of a race for third, but uh, ended up being a great race for, for the win. And uh, just a good day for the Exide 14. That's Jeff Burton starting 34th. He finishes third at Dover this afternoon. Well, Ricky Rudd had to put in a little overtime driving to win this one, but he's down in victory lane. Well, Ricky, first, just congratulations. Uh, you, to win these races, you've got to get in position, and that's what you did. Well, I, I tell you, Jim, we, I didn't really think we were ready to win a race. We needed to, We haven't been in the top five that much, and we were about a fourth-place car, third-place car today, and the 88 had us outbeat, and 24 had us beat. And, uh, I mean, it just fell in our lap. That's all I can say. Jim Long, all the guys on this Tide uh, Whirlpool 4 team, they did a great job. Uh, say thank you to Exxon and Downey and all our sponsors. And, uh, uh, like I said, these guys in the pits did us a great job. But it was coming along, but I didn't think it was going to happen until a little later in the year. But we'll take it right now and, and really happy with it. Well, you started 13th, and then I looked up, and you were running third. So I said, well, maybe later on the race, your car looked like it got a little bit better as the race went on. Well, we were having to chase the tire situation like everybody. We couldn't make our mind up. Did we want scuffs? Did we want stickers? And it was back and forth all day, and we never really got good track position uh, until late in the race. And, you know, again, we had a you know a good top three car, but, uh, hey, this victory is nice. We'll take it. How about the choosing not to come in? Was that your call uh, for tires about 20 laps to go? No, Jim Long makes all the, all the pit calls, and he'll bounce it off of me. And 
usually when he bounces it off me and asks me what I think, I usually make a mistake and, and do the wrong thing. So I just said, it's your call today. And he, he said, let's stay out. Well, that's your fourth win here. This is a tough place to win. You've won it just about every way you could win here at Dover. Yeah, we'll take it. Like I say, it was a great day for this Tide 4 team. Ricky Rudd wins the Miller 500 here at Dover. Happy man he is. Let's check back in the garage one more time. Well, the high fives around down here in the Kmart crew, Daryl Andrews, Michael Cranivus, everybody giving a handshake and high five to Jeremy Mayfield. Equals your best ever Winston Cup finish. Good run today. Thank you, man. It, uh, it feels great. You know, it was a long day, and uh, we come from a long way, and these guys done them. Probably the best job uh, I think any Winston Cup team could do out there. They got me a good car and got kept me up front all day on the pit stops. And man, this Kmart RC Cola Four was great. Now, if we had a Cool Move Award to vote today, I'd have to give it to you. When you got your lap back, tell us about that. That was twice, man. That was wild. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, we uh, we just kept staying right there. The leaders came by us. And we just kept trying to stay right there on them. We did, and opportunity broke our way. We, we missed it last week when we was out front, couldn't get our lap back, but come up two times today, and we're real happy with it. Jeremy Mayfield equals his best ever Winston Cup finish. He's fourth this afternoon. And swing back over to Mike Bagley. Kyle Petty is in transit back to his hauler. We have stopped by his hauler. Crew says he's not here yet. He's stopped off, so we're going to track Kyle Petty down. All right, we'll get a word with the fifth-place finisher, Kyle Petty, in a moment. Also hope to hear from Jeff Gordon, who uh, was in contention for the win, along with Dale Jarrett, until troubles befell him. Excuse me, late in the going. Unofficially, our calculations of the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship standings. Terry Labonte will retain a 37-point lead over Jeff Gordon. Mark Martin will move up to third, uh, 78 points behind the leader. Dale Jarrett will be fourth. Now he'll be 156 points behind, and Jeff Burton will claim fifth over Dale Earnhardt, Bobby Labonte, and Ricky Rudd, who should hold down the sixth, seventh, and eighth positions. That's our unofficial calculations. The official numbers come out from NASCAR tomorrow morning. We'll have those for you on our NASCAR Today program tomorrow. Well, as we said a minute ago, I, I, I've been to Dover for a lot of t- a long time, ever since they ran here in 69, seen a lot of things happen. But today, that was one whale of a finish. You were Right until that checkered flag came out, you had no idea who was going to win it. That's, the, that's what racing is all about. That's, uh, that's what we come to see. That's what the fans saw here this afternoon. They got their nickels worth in the last 25 laps. Uh, yeah, absolutely. This was, um, this, like we said a minute ago, this race had enough twists and turns of the plot to keep anybody interested, that's for sure. And a number of unusual events down to the checkered flag with Ricky Rudd ending up in victory lane. Time now for Barney and I to pick the winner of the Ray Bestis Break of the Race Award. $500 going to Racing for Kids magazine from Ray Bestis Breaks in the name of the driver getting a good break or a bad break. Uh, Barney, the only one that I wrote down with kind of a little star behind it on my sheet here was Hut Strickland, who had a great run going and was one of the few cars, 10 at the time, on the lead lap till he lost a cylinder on his machine in the final stages of this event. Ended up fading back a uh, pretty good bit at the finish to the 19th position, so I thought that was a pretty bad break for Hut. Yeah, it was really a bad break for Hut. Uh, there were a lot of guys that fall in that category, but as hard as he's running, as much as they really needed a good run here, let's go in that direction. So the $500 will go to Racing for Kids magazine to promote education and reading from Ray Bestis Brakes, the official brakes of NASCAR, in the name of Hot Strickland, the Ray Bestis Brake of the Race Award winner at Dover today. Alan. Go ahead, Winston. Alan, we've caught up with Jeff Gordon, who's just walked out of his hauler, had one of the two dominant cars today, along with Dale Jarrett. Jeff, first of all, what happened out there? Oh, Dale Jarrett, an apology for sure. I mean, uh, wreck happened middle one and two, and uh, by the time I got there, nobody really said much about it, and... Uh, all of a sudden, I seen Dale check up for it, and quarter of my eye, I saw a wreck in front of us, and um, you know, I slid right in the back of him, spun him out, and you know, cost us both the race actually. How about the damage to the car then? What was it? Well, it just got tore up the radiator. Actually, the body damage looked bad, but it really didn't affect the car that much. It's just we had to change the radiator, or we we're going to blow the engine up. 
That's the word from a dejected, understandably so, Jeff Gordon, who had one of the strongest two horses this afternoon. And again, as I mentioned a minute ago, unofficially, Jeff Gordon retaining second position in the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship standings, but falling from 6 to 31, I'll make that 37 points uh, behind Terry Labonte, who holds the lead. We'll come back to Dover, hope to hear from fifth place Kyle Petty, give you the full field rundown and wrap up the Miller 500, all that next. Ricky Rudd is celebrating his win in the Miller 500 at Pocono. Ernie Irvin was leading the race at lap 471, 29 to go when he crashed in turn one. We have not had the chance to hear from Ernie yet. Jim Phillips is with his crew chief. Mark Reno, you had the lead with 29 laps to go. Looked like Ernie was set to sail to win. He went out in turn one. Did he say what happened? Yeah, essentially what happened, the uh, 97 car, Chad Little, came up with some sort of rear end leak, and um, Ernie felt something down in three and four, but uh, nobody knew to notify him of anything, and I guess when he got down here into one and two, he got in it pretty heavy, and uh, it sure ruined our day. Ernie is all right, though. Yeah, I think he's all right. He's dehydrated a little bit. They're putting, you got him on an IV, and he'll be out here just a little bit. I just came out from talking to him, and uh, we'll be on schedule going home. That's the crew chief, Mark Reno, for Ernie Irvin. Tough break for Ernie, one of several who had tough breaks today. You heard from Jeff Gordon a little while ago. Dale Jarrett had an engine failure, again, while leading the race, even after surviving the encounter that Jeff Gordon was talking about a minute ago. Jarrett fell from the top spot in the race back at lap 462, and the members of the media covering the Miller 500 have voted the Goodies Headache Award of $1,500 to Dale Jarrett, and a donation goes to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, from Goodies Headache Powders and Tablets in the name of Dale Jarrett. While we're on the topic of... Bad breaks for the day. Bobby Labonte had one also. He was leading the race back at lap 29 when he had contact from another car and ended up in the wall. We've just had a day full of headaches here at Dover. From Dover Downs International Speedway, this is MRN Radio. At Dover Downs International Speedway, the Miller 500 is over. We've heard from all the top five finishers, with the exception of Kyle Petty, his best run of the season in the Hot Wheels Pontiac. Mike Bagley is with him. And we have caught up to him. Right now he's just uh, coordinating some uh, track evacuation efforts, trying to get out of the racetrack. Kyle, your best run of the season. Tell us about it. You started third, and you came home in fifth. Yeah, you know, we were <laughs> very blessed in a lot of ways, you know. Uh, I think the good Lord was looking after us there, there at the end. Everybody was wrecking in front of us and blowing up, and, you know, I could get the third or fourth, and that was about it on a long run. And then with 20 laps to go, they had a 20-lap run, and I, that wasn't enough laps for me to come in. My tires didn't work on my car good enough to come in. I, was, I wasn't too good. So, you know, we're just we're ecstatic with a, with a top-five finish. To come out and finish in the top-five with a new team in your 10th or 12th race is, is pretty good, so we're pleased. From the way we saw it on, on the pit lane, you got some good pit service today. It looks like Bobby Kennedy and the boys got you back out and got you back up front where you needed to be. Oh, we had some incredible pit stops uh, you know, they've worked hard on their pit stops all week. This, that's, they worked hard on their pit stops all week long. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those deals where if you can come in running third and go out running third, then that's, that's a good pit, pit stop in Winston Cup race. And when you come in running seventh and go out running fifth, it's an incredible pit stop. And we had two or three incredible pit stops. That's Kyle Petty trying to do a radio interview, juggle two water bottles and a towel all at the same time. He comes home fifth. Multi-talented. Yeah, he's very right, though, about that team. Uh, they're getting better every week, and to come home in fifth position here this afternoon, he's got to be happy. We'll take a look at how they did finish. It's Ricky Rudd, the winner. Mark Martin will finish second. Jeff Burton comes home third. Jeremy Mayfield fourth. Fifth will go to Kyle Petty, and all those cars will finish on the lead lap. A lap down in sixth is Kenny Schrader. Michael Walter will finish seventh. It's Bill Elliott eighth. Ninth will go to Mike Skinner. Great day for Mike. Finishing in 10th is Sterling Marlin. 11th will go to Ted Musgrave. Rick Mass finished 12th. 13th to Ricky Craven. 14th to Terry Labonte. 
15th to Joe Nemechek. Dale Earnhardt finished 16th. Bobby Hamilton 17th. David Green comes home 18th. It's Hut Strickland 19th. Making up the top 20 is Derek Cope. 21st will be Johnny Benson. 22nd, Jimmy Spencer. 23rd is Mike Wallace. 24th, Steve Grissom. And completing the top 25 is Dave Marcus. 26th finisher was Jeff Gordon. Kenny Wallace was 27th. Darrell Waltrip 28th. John Andretti 29th. And Ernie Irvin 30th. 31st was Chad Little. Dale Jarrett 32nd. Brett Bodine 33rd. Ward Burton 34th. And Gary Bradbury 35th. 36th was Wally Dallenbach. Jeff Green 37th. Morgan Shepard 38th. Rusty Wallace 39th. And Bobby Levante 40th. Dick Trickle was 41st. Jeff Bodine 42nd and Bobby Hillen finished 43rd. Ricky Rudd led two times for 31 laps, took the lead for the final time at lap 472. Dale Jarrett was the dominant lap leader of the event. He led 254 of the 500 laps. 21 lead changes among 12 drivers. Eight cautions slowed the race for a total of 53 laps, and that is the race summary from today's Miller 500. And again, unofficially, the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship standings Terry the body by 37 points over Jeff Gordon with Mark Martin moving to third and Dale Jarrett falling back to fourth. The official standings out tomorrow morning from NASCAR. Looking at that finish order, Barney, it's just like, where do you go? I mean, you start talking about things like Sterling Marlin coming back from a flat tire and losing two laps in the very first two, three laps of the race to still finish just those two laps down with a top ten run. Who'd have thunk? Well, it's it, Dover's that kind of racetrack a lot of times, and uh, looking forward to the next event here, I think we'll see the same thing at Pocono up there when we go up there next weekend. Uh, that's gonna be that's always a heck of a show. A lot of big surprises. Same kind of situation up there. It's one of those tracks that just seem to produce this kind of finish. It uh, will be a great weekend at Pocono, and we look forward to bringing you the coverage of the 500-miler there next Sunday at 1245 Eastern on MRN Radio. Our coverage beginning on Friday with Bush Pole qualifying at 3 p.m. Eastern time, and then uh, at Saturday at Pocono, in addition to second-round Bush Pole qualifying for the NASCAR Winston Cup teams, the ARCA cars have a 150-lap event there. No radio coverage, but certainly come on out to Pocono and enjoy that with us. Moving on in the month of June, we'll be in Brooklyn, Michigan, Sunday the 15th, Fontana, California, in the new California Speedway, Sunday, June 22nd. It stops in the month of July for Motor Racing Network at Daytona Beach, Florida, Saturday the 5th, Loudon, New Hampshire, Sunday the 13th, and back to Pocono on Sunday, July 20th. Plus, we'll be with the NASCAR Bush Series, Friday, June 13th, in South Boston, Virginia. Final couple of things to update you on before we leave the air. Jim Long was the Western Auto Mechanic of the race, the $2,000 to him, and Dale Jarrett led it halfway, the $10,000 Gatorade front run reward was his today and uh, coming up uh, Tuesday June the 10th special race happening down uh, for the benefit of the uh, Lawrence Shriners the Lawrence Shrine Club I should say putting on a race for the benefit of the Shriners Hospital in Greenville South Carolina that does such wonderful work to help uh, burned and uh, and uh, crippled children and on Tuesday June the 10th they have this race annually called the Lawrence County Shrine Race and it's at Lawrence Speedway that night, and many big names going to uh, stop by and lend a hand to that event. And uh, you might want to keep that in mind as we make your plans for the next couple of weeks. Tuesday, June the 10th, the uh, Lawrence Shrine Race at Lawrence Speedway in South Carolina. Final couple of reminders, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series at Texas Motor Speedway in Fort Worth Friday night, the Prado 400 on the NASCAR Truck Network at 745 Eastern Time, part of the coming week's events on uh, MRN Radio and sister network, the NASCAR Truck Network. Uh, We'll have Ned Jarrett's World of Racing for you weekday mornings. NASCAR Today, weekday afternoons, the latest racing news, and Tuesday night at 7, we'll talk with the top star of racing on NASCAR Live. 
Also, absolutely have to tip the cap to Walt's Dairy Bar in the Blue Hen Mall for the uh, halftime refreshments provided the Motor Racing Network crew. Barney just get, getting to eat in his ice cream now. Folks, I love ice cream. If you're in the Dover area, drop on by Walt's Dairy Bar. There is none better in the United States. We give it our wholehearted and full-mouthed endorsement. Thanks to Linda Cressman for her help on the scoring and statistical end of the business today. And to the voices you heard on our coverage of the Miller 500, Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Mike Bagley in the pit and garage areas, and Joe Moore, who covered things for us on the back straightaway. A wild and crazy Miller 500 goes to Ricky Rudd. For Barney Hall, Alan Bestwick saying so long from Dover. MRN Radio. Coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from Dover Downs International Speedway. Sponsored by Raybestos Brakes, the official brake of NASCAR. By Sears Die Hard. Hey, race fans, enter the Die Hard Race Fan of the Year contest. Check out the Sears Die Hard website at mrnnet.com for details. By Chevrolet Team Monte Carlo. Chevrolet, the car's more champions trust. By Western Auto and Parts America, the official auto parts store of NASCAR. By Moog Chassis Parts. Moog Parts are the only chassis parts officially licensed by NASCAR. By 76 Products, makers of 76 Racing Gasoline, by Pontiac Motor Division and the legendary Pontiac Firebird Trans Am, by True Value. Help is just around the corner at True Value, the official hardware store of NASCAR, by First Brands Corporation, makers of STP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner, by Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Hey, life's a sport, drink it up, by Smooth Bush Beer and Easy Drinking Bush Light, Bush, the official beer of NASCAR, by Quaker State, the motor oil that exceeds the highest standards in North America for engine protection. By Lowe's Home Improvement Warehouse. When it comes to home... This has been MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR, and brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Join us every Thursday for more classic races from the MRN Vault.